cuts for the Get Fresh crew. You review the books, get shaved and dirty looks. Now that wrong time, just say poo-poo. Poo-poo. Coming at you wondering how loose is your goose, because I want you to know mine is totally loose. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And this, my fine feathered friends, is episode number 240 of the Weird Science DC Comics podcast. What, what is this, the bird theme you got yeah, going here? Got my, some gooses, my, got some feathers, My goose man. is, is goose not is loose. Geese, my, goose is, my goose is tight. Tight yeah. as heck, I'm sorry I to say. Hit the bad butt, sir. We'll get that. We'll I, I'm get telling that. you. Oh, my. F you, you <laughs> S bird. Is what I say. There you go. <laughs> you say hey. too much in my mind. It's very odd. <laughs> it's it's episode two forty. We're back, and if if you are like some of the people in the mail coming up later, r- wondering where episode two thirty nine went low, and disappeared to, uh, that was the Patreon only show, and so uh, some people listening now haven't heard from us in two whole weeks. Oh my! And that's just too many days without one Eric Shea. I mean, how can you go? More than one day without the Shay. I tried to do I it. I usually work. sing to myself. You know, I'd really, I'm telling you, I want at least an hour away from Jim at <laughs> some point in my life. I, I can't escape the guy. I, I end up going to sleep and I, I still, I have weird dreams about podcasting and stuff like that. And yeah, if anybody thinks that we took off for these two weeks, that's not the case. I, I, wish I ended that up was telling you, I'm like, we took off for the, the uh, Marvel podcast as well. And we, I'm like, it didn't feel like any days off. We still were doing stuff and we ended up, you know, doing other shows on the patreon and things like that and that doesn't mean that we had off and i am Not tired eric and i'm having problems focusing tonight and you i take, did take my medicine all yeah right. i and really i wish i did take plural because that's what i mean <laughs> I, don't. I only t- i took singular as they say singular uh, singular pill and uh yeah i'm having problems concentrating i'm a little off my game I really don't know what my game is. So to be off the game, I can't really tell you what they were. Yeah, maybe. Maybe <laughs> some football. It used to be hockey was my game. Probably right now I'm more of a hopscotch fan. Eric, did I tell you that I was going to start a podcast called Hopscotch? It was going to be about people who uh, like pogo sticks and drinking whiskey. Hopscotch. Eric, it's what it is. I don't know Do why they're drinking a scotch. Lot on pogo sticks, I think it's more of a pogo yeah, action. You, you pogo, really but I mean, really. Uh, do you ever say like to somebody who's just jumping around, "Hey, stop pogoing around"? I mean, that's specific to the stick, but I would think that you're also hopping. How about if it's, it's uh, enthusiast of hippity hops and liquor? Right? You, you ever have a hippity hop what, when you were a kid? Hop? A hippity hop was a little you thing that was like rocking? a rubber ball that had handles on it, and sometimes oh, yeah, yeah, it was yeah, yeah, in yeah, the yeah. shape of an animal. Yeah, yeah. I preferred I preferred the generic hippity hop that just had a handle. And Big I'd old red hop. ball with a handle on top. Gotcha. Yeah, I'd hippity hop my ass all over town. I'm telling you, th- this was one of the to things. Who, who needed a license? I was hippity hopping around. Going through the drive-thru, they're like, you can't be in this drive-thru without a vehicle. Give I'm saying, me a you know, kid's meal. Please. <laughs> yeah, what do you got there? I'm on my hippity hop. Here it goes. It, it was bad, though. Trying to take the meal home on the hippity hop, and it was a little mess. Fries everywhere. Fries, fries everywhere. I, I lost I my Happy Meal toy. The other, uh, Rafe works at McDonald's now, and every time I told you that in Quakertown, and, and people are, and, and also I told you, did I tell you that? Oh, I did tell you that people in the Walmart, I told you, I'm having problems. People uh-huh. in the Walmart 
came up to Tanya, two separate groups of people, a two person group. And then you a one came up and knew that, you know, we had the podcast and wanted to know where Tanya got a shirt because she's making her own swag to go around in. And they came up. So some of these I people seem to not realize we're in Quaker the Town. Podcast, no, I know she's she making did. her own swag to walk around in. The other day, they were screaming at me. And actually, it'll come up later because I realized one of my reviews wasn't quite complete because on Tuesday, when we do the reviews, I ended up getting such a shit show thrown at me. It was a shit storm. It was. And it got thrown at me on Tuesday night while I was trying to review a bunch of books, Marvel and DC. I ended up having to bail from the Marvel because of this. And then the DC one, I'll tell you right now, the Green Lanterns, I go back to get the credits for the review for tonight Mm -hmm. and i realized i didn't put any pictures in that review that's a pictureless review and if any review needs pictures to explain what the hell was going on it was that one Uh, but i didn't have yeah shit show yelling and screaming at me that i'm the worst and this podcast and you're a jerk and then i see her the next day i'm telling you i'm still punch drunk from being attacked by everyone she walks downstairs with a weird science shirt on how dare you how dare you woman But yeah, that was part of the reason she ends up spending, you know, weeks and months on these shirts. And then she asked me about them and like, hey, you know, you like the shirt. I'm like, we don't sell shirts. And then she gets mad. Then she gets totally furious at me. She never asked me in the beginning. If we should do that, you should just you know, say you it. like the shirt. She didn't ask and about selling. No, you, like you know, it. I told you what happens then. Then the floodgates yeah. open. Next it's thing true. you know, we got coasters, we got no, bumper God. stickers. Ha- having we got all flags. this swag around the house, you can have nothing to do with it. It's better than getting punched in the face, is all I'm saying. That is true. I, I did. Uh, did I have you feel the lumps on my head? I don't think I did because you don't like touching <laughs> I would, me. I wouldn't in, do in that. that way. I wanted to, and I didn't mean that head. Uh, oh, my. <laughs> oh, my. No, it's getting sexy, isn't it? No, I, I ended up, I really, I, I ended up getting, there was some abuse going on. I think I should have reported it. And then yeah, somehow I, I was getting punched and then somehow it turned around that they, we're going to call the call the cops <laughs> on yourself. That's <laughs> nice of you. Turn yourselves in. Oh my, I, I ended up really getting just attacked. And it was all about the podcast. It was about me asking people to not scream at the top of their lungs How at say you. 11 o'clock at night. I even said that it has nothing to do with say the podcast sometimes or even me trying to review stuff. You know, sometimes at 2 a.m. you can't scream and yell. That might be just common courtesy. Rafe's in the the next room on Tuesday night playing Madden on on the Xbox, just screaming. And and I've said it before, but boy, I could have reported a hate crime is what I could have done right there. And it it just I sit there. Where did I go wrong? (laughs) And then I was told where I went wrong, having a podcast and a site that ends up taking all my time. And I said, I have plenty of time. I get done. And I'm like, hey, who wants to do something? I'm a scourge of the house. It's like I'm a leper going through. And they're all running from me when I actually have time. So it it came out again where Logan basically tells me to quit the podcast, that it's nonsense, only because he wants to yell while he plays Fortnite. That's the only reason. And so he says it's an inconvenience to him, the podcast <laughs> and the stuff. <laughs> like, really, it's an inconvenience to you. You just don't yell. When are you going to uh, turn 18, kid? Because you out of here. Yeah, really. You guys are inconvenienced to my life, is what I said. I actually, for the most part, tried to keep my cool. Because usually what happens is these fights start. I seem to think everything's ridiculous. And the minute that I jump in, I say something that as the words are leaving my mouth, I regret them immediately because (laughs) now I realize Uh that the fight now is centered on me and what I said. 
Oh, yeah, this game on. I mean, that game is not fun. So I kind of tried to keep my cool. Then then Ethan started yelling at me that he was going to tell me how life is. And I'm like, really? You're going to tell me how life is? I mean, really? That's the your idea of life is sending dick pics to anybody who cares. And so then I was just mad. So that was one thing. But even before that, one of the things that drove me nuts and one of the things that has happened since we've had time off, since this is kind of a catch-up and mustard section of the podcast, Eric, is that yeah, everybody knows that Tanya had had, or most people will know, she got in an accident and she got hurt. And they ended up taking uh, a blood test, you know, for a sobriety deal and part of her mental illness you know, uh, prescriptions. Her, gotcha. yeah. I mean, isn't that for everyone? Math. <laughs> yeah. Now she ended up taking. She has an anxiety medicine that she takes for. Amazingly, her anxiety. Oh. And uh, that that ended up coming up. And supposedly, if you have that in your system, immediately you get the worst DUI ever, even if it's a prescribed deal, even if you've taken it. So this all went on. We ended up having to go to a hearing. All charges were dropped. And it was ridiculous uh, because that did not mean that we got any of that money that we paid the lawyer no. for. That is down the tubes. And the judge even told the the prosecuting, the uh, district attorney or the assistant attorney and the police officer was involved that it was pretty much just ridiculous that they even tried to push this. So I'm thinking like, well, when are you going to say that we get this money back? Because yeah. we're, of course you don't get that back. Even though I did tell you, Eric, and I did tell everybody last week on the Patreon only podcast, I was the star witness. Oh I still God. go by that. Oh my gosh. I had, I, I said on Many that. times are going to hear the story? I will even repeat my tagline, Eric, is that there was not as much hilarity in a courtroom since Pauly Shore in jury duty. And and you know that that was just hilarity times 50. Uh, but with that, we had all this problems going on so that, you know, but it was a relief. You know, everybody was happy. Tanya finally can go to sleep. She hadn't been sleeping for days on end because of this whole thing, thinking that she was going to go to jail. She wasn't going to be able to leave the state, which that means she can't go see Zach when we go to see him in the na- or the Marines, the Navy, what Navy. Am I saying? the Marines uh, in September. So all that's a relief. It's done until the next day when Tanya somehow was mad at me about all this. <laughs> and then somehow I was getting a lot of yelling. But we end up on the weekend. We decide I get up on a Saturday. And I decide for a treat because Tanya has Ooh. had some stress. And, and I'm telling you, you, you'll hear, oh, you'll hear what a treat means to me. A treat means that we're going to go get some of that fancy store-bought coffee, Eric, because one of the <laughs> things is we have to save some money. And one of the big things is we were spending at one point at Dunkin' Donuts especially uh, probably about $400 a month. And that's that's ridiculous. So you just, might have Transformers I, you could buy for that? Come on, oh, Jim. Oh, I know. A Unicron almost. <laughs> almost. Uh, so we ended up making coffee at home. Well, Tanya gets up and she's like, I really need a coffee. You're going to make a coffee? And I said, you know what, baby? The sky's the limit. Let's go you get store-bought coffee. <laughs> Let's go to the coffee shop. You know, Let's be like the, the live like Rockefellers. So we go to leave. And at the last second, Ethan says, hey, can I come with you? And I'm like, well, listen here. I don't know that we can get that fancy. You can come. You ain't getting no coffee. <laughs> Actually, I said, you can come. And I said, are you going to, what are you going to get? He's like, oh, I don't need anything. I just want to come along for the ride. Now, earlier that week, I had talked to you and I specifically said to you, we were talking about things going wrong. And I said, 
whenever you change up your routine, oh, yeah. shit goes wrong, especially for me. So now the routine has changed completely of us going to buy a coffee and also Ethan getting in the car with us to go. So we go and we get in the car, brand new car that we got since Tanya smashed the other one. And we start to back up and I look behind. There's no cars anywhere on the street. What I have to do is I have to back up slightly so that I can do a, so you, you know, a yeah. U-turn to pull out and get on the main road that we live on. So I look, nothing's there. So I start pulling back. And at the last second, Ethan flung the door open, the passenger side back door. He flung it open and we hit the pole, an electrical pole pole with the actually, yeah, electrical pole, telephone pole. We hit it with the door with such force that I thought that we'd been hit by a truck. And that's what I thought. I thought after I looked. We got hit, but the problem is this fancy car we have, it has a video screen where you can see behind you. Now, I have been criticized by many people, including one Eric Shea. <gasps> Why do you keep looking backwards you when you fancy have camera right that here. fancy camera? So I have actually made a effort not to look backwards. So I didn't see Ethan open. The- I don't think it would have mattered anyway. He claims he said, hold on a minute. There was no way. Why was we he opening the door to begin this. with? He claims he thought something was stuck in it. That's what he said. But he flung it open. It hit the deal. And now we have no car. And it's going to be weeks, they said, because not only do we have to replace the door that was completely ripped off, we have to replace the front passenger side door because somehow that got messed up and the frame. It's nonsense, Aaron. Things just happen like this. I don't understand. I'm telling you, you got that going on. I got just messaging me while she's at work telling me how the cops might show up because they're looking for her. I'm like, all right. The cops are looking for Jess. What's happening right now? Lady Jessica's on the run. I'm freaking parked her her broken down car over at the church and asked the church, hey, can we we put this here for now until we, you know, sell it off, which we're trying to do at this point? Sure, that's fine. Well, apparently, whoever talked to us at that point. Which is very nice. Yeah, it's great. That's the thing, is that was Jess's plan. Like, who's going to be more? charitable than was a church that, was that that church down the road that yes. the one that everybody looks at with the you know no, the, the one across the street the- from that one <laughs> okay you yeah. didn't go to that other no. one no All not right. that yeah. one the no. other one across they have that like uh that little uh hall that they have there that yeah. sometimes they have like concerts there and stuff like local bands they stuff. have freaking I, I carnivals like there i know it's pretty cool <laughs> That's but no, the cool. thing I, is, I, I though, actually... whoever just talked to about putting the car here when they said yes, did not relate a message to anybody the next day because the next day they are calling the cops and having this car towed. So the cops really? are now going to my apartment manager and trying to get that hold of Jess. Somehow they all know everything about this. So the the church called. Yeah. The pl- yeah. Are you sure Jessica talked to somebody? Were you, were you no, privy no, to no, that I'm conversation? Not, I'm going to take I everything here fe- with a grain of salt. I have a feeling that Jess really <laughs> thinks that a church wouldn't call the police and just went with it. That's Look, just I'm me. Oblivious to everything around me i have no yeah, idea i just know I that know. i have no reason for the cops to come looking for me that is true as far as we know or as far as they know i don't do right? anything That's for that thing. to happen i know you you, uh, you really don't but yeah so i have a feeling that maybe like all of a sudden they'll be like well if you did who was the guy did she say that she didn't get a name for who she talked to, yeah, because that's no, the first no step of she yeah she didn't call <laughs> you would ask for a name you have to ask for a I name don't know if she will Oh my. She doesn't go about she, things the right way. Oh my goodness. She she always she's she's one that t- she tells tall tales. I tell you, Eric, the nonsense with these women in our lives. That and that's the thing is, I think that at one point when Tanya and the rest of my family, my kids were yelling at me about why I would do the podcast and why one of the big things is it still goes back to when Tanya got that message when me and you were singing Metallica. And I still get that. I got that that night that I only have fun. 
on the podcast. And I said, listen, and this is what I said. I said, listen, I, I don't care about Eric. You I'm know, gabbing like, with America's sweetheart. <laughs> of course I'm having fun. I said, like, I don't have to say to Eric, like, hey, if we don't save money, we're not going to pay the rent this month. You know, th- those are things that <laughs> I don't have to, to deal to with me, Eric. Jim. Well, that's what I'm telling you. I don't have to deal with that. So it's all fun and games. I, you know, there's not at any point that I have to say to you, when the hell are we going to get these people that we put a thousand dollar deposit on to come and do our windows? Yeah. You would not know what I'm talking about. So, <laughs> the thing unfortunately, is, you do you know, say these things to me, though. Well, I do. I shake my head <laughs> and freaking fist to the, the ceiling. But yeah, so that's it. We're, we're all caught up and we have some books to deal with. And yeah, if anybody, if you wanted to hear what we were talking about last week on the podcast, you can certainly go over to the Patreon. And with that, Eric, that's not all you'll get. <gasps> because if you go over to the Patreon and right more? now, patreon.com slash weird science, we're back to the regular grind. We have the Patreon spotlight that came out Thursday. And that was Sinestro, Year of the Villain, number one. And Batman number 76 And I just want to say I thought it was impressive It is our 117th weekly DC Patreon Spotlight show That's pretty good We have have more Patreon (laughs) Spotlight shows Than a lot of other people at podcasts And and also they're usually about an hour long The DC one is usually near an hour long 50 minutes to an hour Yeah, yeah, really (laughs) I tend to extend it with this nonsense talk Uh, But yeah, so if you want to go over there Go over to patreon.com slash weird science And as we spelled out the whole idea before If you go, you won't be charged right away You will only be charged at the start of September If you don't like what you hear You can always bail before then And never be charged I just like the idea that somebody's going to listen to this podcast in like October, like I'm not gonna be charged until the following September. Yeah, it's gonna really? be amazing. Like, oh man, this is awesome. Yeah, I'm <laughs> telling you, like, man, oh, he duped me. He lied All to right. me. But yeah, Pretty so low, we did Jim. have we did end up having, you know, not a lot of books for that annual week, but we ended up, it was over four hours long. We ended up having it. And I was thinking today, I, I saw somebody, and I won't name names. It's not you, Eric, right. but I saw somebody who had a podcast and they were bragging that they had a two hour podcast. And I thought, yeah, to I myself, definitely really? would brag about that. Like, really? And that's it. Yeah. Actually, you'd be praising the Lord. Tonight, we might be close. There's not a lot of <laughs> books at all. Uh, but I thought that at one point, maybe instead of a Patreon only show, Maybe Patreon people would end up saying, okay, let's go all out for one week and go back to the old school deal and have a 12-hour show where we don't have the things, the spotlight or whatever. I don't think we'll ever do it, but I actually thought to myself, these are the times when I wish we still had the 12-hour show. We just had that deal because, boy, bragging about a two-hour show. Because you just throw it in people's faces. That's all you want to do. That's right. I'm telling you. (laughs) You smug motherfucker. I'm telling you, these people would sit there and like, we had this two and a half hour show, whatever. Nobody does that. And there you are. Typing up. Apple in oh, hand for some reason, hours. polishing it on your chest. <laughs> I, I'd sit there like, oh, two hour, you says. And then that How was when I'd be like, here's our podcast. Now, that must be a typo. It can't be 12 hours long. I'm like, you're right. You it was 12 and prick. a half, I'd say. And then I'd just laugh, Eric. I'd laugh and laugh and laugh. But yes, what we'd have to do, though, we'd have to ask the badasses of the 
get fresh crew. Beep, Beep, boop. Boop. If they would want to do that, Eric. But that is a segue Why into the me? badass roll call. Baby, I don't have to ask you about nothing. <laughs> You'll get nothing and like it, buddy. Here is the badasses. We're going to go down. Clayton Salt, Needham, Christian Fowles, Ken Halleck, Francisco L. Rock Third, Lady Abby, John Jack, Nick Adams, Mark J. Gert, T. Funk, Josh Vermillion, Aldrin Stoja, Batman Beyond, Mark David Fink, who was in the slack today. I was very happy no. to see him talking it up. Manship, him in the slack. Who knows? No. He doesn't even wear slacks. He wears short shorts. Brandy Murray, Bobby Bain, Reggie Hancock. Reggie told me this week he's ready to review again. Nice. So that's pretty cool. Be a superhero in a home business podcast by Ron Saunders. And the thing is, Reggie's like, I'm ready to review. I said, whoa, slow your roll, buddy. <laughs> and I didn't say. I said, all right. Uh, Joseph Walsh, sick. Dave, J, Andrew, and Belfast. Comic Boom, Rocky, D-Men 3000, all new Dave. Carlos, Ian, Job, Brian King, Jolly Drew, Pete from NYC, my man, Pete from NYC. I see Paulie P. Right said Fred, who is too sexy for Eric G. Cellar dweller <laughs> Luis, Ulysses Jones, Akeem, Double A Run, Monty, Simon, Swanee, Anthony G, Missy T, our man Rob Lewis, Lone Wolf Marv, and Ruben. Ruben. That was perfection. Right on. That was perfection. Right and on. Yeah, I, I told you before, uh, after the Patreon only show where we did talk a lot of nonsense and things like that, I, I said. Uh, a lot, of, I know, you don't, you don't recall anything, no. but a lot of people actually responded to that and said they actually miss the kind of laid back nonsense type of podcast that we used to have. So I, I don't mind doing this now because usually uh, up until a point we were getting out of this intro in like six minutes. Now it's at the 20 minute mark and I know it drives you nuts. So we're going to go off now to the books. Now we have waited for far long enough for the pause. Here we are with Jim's reviews, and we have a couple books at the beginning here that are uh, not exactly all my reviews, but I'll be doing the blurbs. So can we count those as my reviews? Is that what we're going to do You can do, do whatever here? you want, baby. Oh, my. I'm going to skew the numbers by saying whatever that. Whatever you want, I, I can just baby. go. I'll leave now. You'll finish up for me. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very <laughs> much. If you want to read the reviews of all the books we're going to talk about, and really, me and you are only talking four books together. Now we're going to have a couple other books thrown in there amongst the best this part of the podcast. I got you. Yes. Uh, what, the other books or the ones that you're involved with? That's pretty pretentious there. You think that you we are an I mean. entertainer and a performer is what I heard, <sighs> and possibly an idiot. educator. 
right? Is that what you don't hate educate? Is that what you tell me? But yes, we have a couple here. And, and Maybe. if you want to read these, go over to weirdsciencedccomics.com where you can read the reviews of everything, including the ones that we had, like a Batman or a Sinestro Year of the Villain that were on the Patreon only spotlight. So you can see what at least Hell one or two of us thought about those as well. Yeah, but we're going to start off this first section with two pretty big books. I mean, one is kind of an event and the other one has been spelled out to be an event going forward. Uh, the first one is Deceit. And it's the Tom Taylor joint. And if you have been listening to the podcast, you have heard us kind of say that we like this story. Uh, Eric still is saying that the zombie craze is way over for years. Um, But, you know, so we have this and it is kind of people, even when it was announced, it was kind of a a giggle like, oh, they're doing Marvel zombies way to way to be on that train quick. Because it took them so long. And then in the meantime, it was so funny because then Marvel announced that they were coming back with the Marvel zombies. And then they got shade thrown out at them. Like, now oh, that great, the Walking jump Dead on is this. ending, it's time for the big yeah. two to get on yeah, board. Yeah, so you have this. But when we've been talking about this book, and some of the, the ones were on the Patreon only uh, spotlight, that has been, it has been one of the books that's been picked a couple of times. And one of our biggest complaints of this is that it's not really going forward very fast. We, we've been we got saying the corrupted that- anti-life equation. People became zombies. And since then, the story has not felt like it got started or even go- when is going towards a conclusion at this point. No. And, and I also said that at points, I, I get a very injustice feel from Tom yeah. Taylor here. There are the even with the involved. idea that there's some of the characters involved that were big characters there, uh, especially like a green arrow and, and the black, black canary, canary who are really Quinn. good and injustice and Harley and things like that. So where, where you get with Tom Taylor, why I love Tom Taylor and why he is one of my favorite writers is he is able to give you wow moments, but he also has a thing where he has these character moments and it's not just character moments of like the wow thing happening. It's character moments of just interacting with each other. You know, the dialogue I always think that his dialogue is always pretty spot on um, and things like that, that ends up by the time you're done reading, it really pays off. And it does a bit here in this issue. The, the problem is we're at a fourth issue. Now, later, me and Brandon are going to be talking about the Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles book. And, you know, in a, in a weird way, I've already recorded that, but we talk about it there weird. as well. We're here. Well, I'm saying because people haven't listened to it yet, right, right. but I'm talking about it. And uh, we talk about the idea of the six issue minis. And the fourth issue, and this is something that we've said all along, that fourth issue usually is a setup issue. It's the issue to get everything ready for For ramping up from the fifth and then sixth issue. The problem with the series has been it's all been set up and I, I really need something. So I think that he does a good job here of getting us pumped up for the next couple issues but in the meantime i still feel like the story has yet to really begin and it it feels like right now and i think you mentioned it last time it it feels like this isn't six issues that we have ahead of us like it really feels like it should be 12 you know you have that that big story of the the, like a first issue something like that we have the the zombie craze happen or the infection happen where you then you spend the rest of that issue or maybe even issue two where you, you go down the list and see who's infected you're like oh my god you keep ramping that up. I'm like, I still feel that we're doing this and we're almost done the series. I'm like, well, well, yes. when are we going to get to some kind of recourse here where a heroes the can prevail? I'm like, factory, there's, right? there, there's no winning in anything that we've been seeing so far, especially in this no. issue number four where everything's been well, – well, it's just doom and gloom.
bloom every issue, which is not a bad thing. It's just like you said, and I've said many times before on this whole series, like I'm still waiting for it to start, it feels like. Yeah, well, I'm going to do my blurb, and I think that that is kind of a good segue into it. One of the things that I'll agree with you is that you don't even get any sort of wins here yet. You know, you're waiting. Now, that is kind of a pretty cool thing where, you know, but you need to have something going on. You need to have something where uh, we have a glimmer of hope and we still the don't have that yet. The only glimmer of hope I've my... seen this is like Black Canary becoming Green Lantern, but in order to do that, we yeah. had to kill Hal Jordan. I'm like, <laughs> all yeah, right, really. we're just kind of neutral ground right now. Yeah, and and it's still, you know, basically this issue, when we go through this, it is a call to arms. It is a, you know, gather everybody up, and we're still doing that. We started that way back, and now we're still doing that. So, But it it does progress a little more. But Deceased Number 4, written by Tom Taylor, art team of Trevor Harrison, Stefano Guadagnano, and Rain Barreto, Eric. As things go from bad to worse, we get some explanations, a call to arms, and a cliffhanger that I'm sure reminded Eric, a firestorm. While I continue to like Deceased, I don't love it, and that's a shock to me with how much I adore Tom Taylor. I am not, and I adore him, Eric. I am not a huge fan of Trevor Harrison's art, and the story just doesn't feel as big or complete as I want it to be at this stage of the book. <laughs> and and We're just with hanging that, out on top of the Daily Planet, waiting for people to show too. up. And it's a global story, but yet it it feels so small with what's going on and and just the concerns and and the things like that. And I think that maybe while they were standing around and dealing with, say, Batman and the Bat family almost all going down and things like that, we didn't get enough of all the other heroes. Yeah, we got little splashes of them or whatever, but I'm not getting a full grasp. And and I'll go to... we're still dealing with Harley Quinn, which really just seems not yeah, like, you I know, that there's that was no done. reason in my mind to have yeah. her do anything yeah, with this weird. what we had. The way that they spell out Harley Quinn in this is basically, I'm like, well, I guess since then only three minutes have gone by. I mean, it, it really yeah. felt off. And this is one of the things, and I'll, I'll, I'll throw the Marvel thing out there for those who uh, read Marvel as well. It was oh. one of the, well, it was, yeah, not you, first start. It was one of the <laughs> problems I had at points with the War of the Realms. When you have these global things going on, when you have a global war, or a global infection, I need to see more of the global part of it. I need to see you know at one point i'd like to see the great 10 being infected in china maybe you're you know just all over the place and have some of our heroes so when you're reading this one of the fun things in this issue is when they call out to these heroes to kind of see who isn't infected yet but i didn't really get a grand scope of things even with that so i I did think it was a little off now i adore tom taylor but eric what is the difference between affection and adore you know, the, the, uh, is you can't, wood? you can't slam your significant other's head into affection. Into affection. Eric, there you go. <laughs> I knew you'd uh, like that. You piece, of, you piece of crap is what you are. <laughs> oh my. But yeah, so I said, I, I'm not a big fan of the art and it's not just necessarily the page by page panel of panel art. It's the progression, some of the, what they're showing on the panel. And it's a weird thing for me to say, I have problems, you know, concentrating as it is that's why i'm on meds uh so when i'm reading this there were times where i do think that the art was off in a way that actually was kind of warping my brain it seemed like i'd see what's going on and i'm reading it and then i was just like you know what's going on 
Superman tells us he's looking through his X-ray vision and everything. He, yeah. He's like, you're oh, not looking at it and really? seeing everybody's skeletons just that. as this. Yeah. That was, I know, well, I'm fucking with you. You know what? You know what one of the things was? It actually was the idea of the introduction of what Ray Palmer was doing and the idea that he's inside that monster and we're out of time and things like that. And I'm like, okay, well, what's that? And, and what are you talking about? And I understood what they were saying, but just the art of them standing there looking at that infected there on that gurney and then it being switched around to see that Ray actually had kind of snuck in after being infected well, with the Captain Adam. The, the progression I thought was a little off. It was odd because it jumps in between this whole thing where you take a while to see what happens to Captain Adam and the idea that the infection, yeah. while it is like, I'm telling you, you might get this, you know, if you're reading the story, like one issue right after the other, but with it being a month in between, I stopped getting the idea of more of this anti-corrupted anti-life equation, which does want to spread more than anything. That seems yeah. to be like, you know, it's, yeah. a, it's a drive. It'll do anything to and do it that. Looks, and it actually I, seeks out and looks for exactly. life to, to but do But like when yeah. I don't think about the book when I go in, I'm just thinking like a zombie apocalypse. They should be acting yeah. like zombies. So the idea that we have Ray Palmer shrunk down inside of a infected person to try to see if he could see what's causing this so he can make yeah. a cure for it, whatever. It's a fantastic journey to go, yeah. Exactly. It's freaking good. But when he gets infected inside this body and then, you know, it, the, his drive is then to cause as much damage as possible and infect more people and just goes in microscopic form into Captain Adam to infect him, like, you know, that that, that is a really pretty cool that thing. That is though. cool. And you, you start out with that, you know, you have the whole deal with the hammer. Everything looks like a nail if you have a hammer. And it kind of goes. And I, I'm telling you, that catchphrase there, it, it's repeated a couple of times. It, it doesn't, doesn't do really hit that issue. hard for yeah. me. No, it doesn't Not really like hit that hard for me as well. Because I know. It doesn't Captain hit like Adam, a hammer? No, it doesn't. And, and also, I, I realized, I'm like, well, he kind of just got his ass whooped by Gotham Girl and Batman. So I don't Captain know. Adam I don't know that, break that much. Week. I know he can't. I'm like, he, he ain't such a heavy hitter. But I thought that the progression was off. And I think that this is one of those things where it's a shame. Now, we are going to get these offshoots. We're going to get a deceased like one shot with the new gods and things like that. So we're going to get yeah. stuff like that. But it's a shame that this isn't for all the books. I mean, we we're going to get a like Metal Man book. one shots to freaking we're, open we're this gonna, book up. We're going to get a Metal Man. It's 12 issues. An nth, an nth nth metal but why man, couldn't Jim? you give this 12? Yeah. Why couldn't you give this 12 issues? Because I'm because telling you the idea of Ray Palmer. Yeah, because it's not Dan DiDio writing it. If you ended up, this would have at least been one issue or a half of issue of ray palmer going into the body to try to find that would have been awesome instead you have to really shoot through this and i again i don't think that it hits as hard as it would if you had the space to do it where ray talks to the adam hey i'm gonna go in there i'm gonna find out what's going on see how how he gets ray infected, talks to the see adam. how he acts yeah i mean ray talks to captain adam it's a deal because Just then he goes off Nathaniel, because Captain Jim. Adam no is the one who knows names. he's We're there. Friends but here. you end up here, though, why even show this? When you can't no. really explore it anyway, it's just thrown out there on one page where it's like, well, he's in there. The mi microscopic man sees the heart of a living weapon. And now we see that he's in Captain Adam. And it just is too quick to do this to just lead to what ends up at the end because then Captain well, Adam the just is, goes I and actually, starts wrecking house. I actually like that bit of that bit of progression there because I don't want to spend an entire issue with the Ray inside somebody. The Ray, now I'm doing what you're doing. Ray Palmer no. inside somebody looking for infected stuff and like like messaging back and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, but we might have the been able to see have, a little more about the infection and how it can affect people with this because of how he's in there and then I, stuff the like that. Is, I think that it would have been cool. What we do get, though, because we spared those parts, though, I don't think did enough because we're just calling out, you know, who's ever still alive, come over to the Daily Planet. We're going to have Superman no. and Black Canary go out and freaking try to find some people. 
all this little bit that we had in the Harley Quinn, you know, uh, surviving the birds of prey zombies. What we get in the interim, though, I don't think was big enough to skip over those parts because I do like that. If you had a lot of cool stuff going on where you could skip over it just so Captain Adam can become a yeah. weapon and blow everything up, that's fine because obviously he doesn't have a lot to do for the story. It's just that what we got in between wasn't again a lot, there's uh, big there's other me. things with that you have him with uh amanda waller and uh you would think that at a point you would probably get captain adam away from the action you know if he gets infected this isn't she even says it she spells it out i think that maybe you get him in a place where he can't be infected at all or figure out a way to do that we find out later that superman ends up using his x-ray vision so that he's not going to be infected so which he is can't kind see of a, a cool screen call yeah. on. i do yeah, like so that he can't see a screen uh, i think that one of the biggest bit, bits of shade ever was thrown out by tom taylor though because as superman flies in we saw that superman had to kill pa you know, he had to kill John yeah. Kent. And so he flies into Metropolis and he has Ma Kent there. And, and yeah, she must not look that great because then Superboy runs out. John's a grandpa. I'm like, oh, she, she's going to be pissed at that. You know, it's a, hey, she's, she's a handsome days, dude right there. Ma Kent. Oh, yeah, Martha, Martha's there. Poor Martha. He thought that it was grandpa. Uh, it's like the yeah, idea. That, she's crying because Pa has a, No, she's crying because her yeah. grandson just insulted yeah, her. Yeah, grandson thought that she was an old dude. <laughs> and so I was like, oh. But yeah, so you have this, you know, bit. And oh, this is where, and this is the deal. This is the typical issue four kind of deal when they say to Superman, hey, Superman, you, you can't be out there doing things if you end up getting turned oh my it would be the worst and then he's like it'd be no, no, kind of no, like I, you and tim I, drake fighting yeah. vampires in the 90s if you get taken yeah, over it's or all it over. might be like captain adam being infected but they, he's like don't worry i'm using x-ray vision and it's one of those like i said that is an explanation of what's going on that's probably going to serve us well going forward and things like that at, at a point i don't know why damien looks like he might be in the cure at points this is the sort of the art that really throws me off or he might be you know in blink 182 possibly i don't know he's got that how do you go from the cure hair. to blink 182 i don't know it's just the spiked hair he looks like he should be in the Sandman universe. He looks he like looks a cool like. dude to me. Yeah, cool dude with a loser mood. But yeah, so they end up going and they're like, okay, what we need to do and what we thought they were going to do is they're going to use the Daily Planet. They're going to, you know, broadcast throughout the world. of The people. zombie freeze. If zone. you can go, if you can get to us, you know, we're all meeting up. And now it's even more left for dead. Is what yeah. it ends up being. We have to, you have to get to the top. And they say, if you can and it's not that dangerous, you go and then you do see. You see people around. You it's see gonna some be other survivors. Dangerous. Don't do it. Yeah. Tony, when you see these people you. and then Wonder Girl and Beast Boy, Hawk oh, yeah. Girl, Mercy Graves and Lex and stuff like that. The idea, too, that we actually go off to this one bit, it feels so weird because we have Mara show up in Themyscira talking about Atlantis yeah. has been done, Aquaman's done, and she has nowhere else to go. The idea that she would go to Themyscira and Hippolyta's like, oh, you're welcome here, child. Wonder Woman, where are you going? I got a fight to do. I'm like, this feels like <laughs> such leaving. an odd aside, yeah. though. It's an aside, but this is where, show like I said, this is the, you know, the curse of the fourth issue where you're just gathering people, you're showing them. But it is. It's Mara showing up. Hey, oh, thank God. I needed to get here to rest. They got Aquaman. I don't know what's going on. Hey, Wonder Woman, what's going on? I'm out of here. <laughs> She's just going off. And I also, while they're broadcasting. Smell you later. Yeah, really. When they're broadcasting, I like what that one, you know, group of what appears to be just normal people, they're going to try to get there. They should not. I think that you no, should even spell it out. Like, listen, really, if if you aren't super powered, s- sit tight. 
Yeah, don't try, you know, because I, there's points where people, I'm just going to give it a shot. Just sit tight. Don't We're going to try it. to work don't the things it, you see. Hawker and all I don't, these I don't think you know this, but we have a gigantic zombie. It's going to fuck up everybody's yeah. day if you go out and oh, try to get to the to. Daily Planet building. Yeah, and so then that's where you do end up having Superman and the Black Canary, Green, Green Lantern, Canary. Green Canary. They it. head off. They don't say it, but I like that. They head Yay. off to find the Flashes, <laughs> which is just Barry and Wallace. and Wallace. And they go. And this is one of those things where, and I, I like the idea that Batman was already thinking before he got infected, he ended up sending, or a little after, but it does say right away, he sent them the message and said, listen, you know, speed force zombies somewhere. is a no-no. Yeah, you, you can't have speed force zombies, you know, try to hide. And I, I do like Barry's kind of like, yeah, it kind of seems like we're chicken here, but, you know, we're following back. Where's Batman? Oh, he's dead. All right. He told us to hide. I think yeah. that, it's like one of those. Oh, Batman's dead. Yeah, he told us to stay here, but he did. You can't have the speed force zombies. That would be crazy. But again, you also can't have the speed force super, you know, or the zombie Superman or Captain Adam. These are other things that should have been contacted with. I, I really think that they don't want any meta zombies but hey they got them i don't yeah so i don't either so then you go back to has to contend with freaking you know catwoman batgirl batwoman hunters zombies this seems like she had already taken care of that did she go back for seconds because it seems like this should be a second she was hungry for more yeah i'm telling you she went back to finish the job and she does just the idea too where we have this bit we had poison ivy i think it was in the first issue or the second issue actually it was first one because i don't think we had the zombie apocalypse yet but you know pamela isley poison ivy going to harley saying look you got to end things with the joker it's bad news just go in there and do it okay it's gonna be the hardest thing i'm doing the joker's already you know taking the idea that it seems like all right I, I like I believe in you, girl, and just walks down the street and, and walks away. Idea, like we're, we're yeah. three minutes later, she barely got down the she street where she back. turns around, then uses her powers and kills the yeah. birds of prey zombies to save Harley. I'm like, this is the smallest amount of time in any bit of the story that we would dealt with. Bro, like her oh, going yeah. and seeing a zombie Joker running away, killing him, running into the birds of prey, like three and then minutes. Pamela Isley killing them. It feels real off. The time frame of this feels real off. I would have liked to have seen Harley continue kind of walking through Gotham. Maybe you get a chance to show us a zombie penguin or a zombie killer croc. Something better because we already had the wow moment of the birds of prey already zombie eyes so they you know there's no real wow moment there zombie penguin uh, is so useless oh it'd be so funny just though, wild right? around it'd be the bastard zombie bane do that he's there sitting on a pile of skulls in a zombie form nude oh no uh, it's zombie yeah, so- solomon grunty oh wait that's normal yeah really he <laughs> he actually is there like well that's the big deal <laughs> he wonders what's going on <laughs> finally uh, yeah so i i think that that was a little bit of a misfire having the birds of prey again with harley because we already had that she even had you know some catchphrases and some quips when she ended up shooting him the first time but you do see you know poison ivy coming and mentioning the green this is going to be a big thing they're obviously going to go and join up with our heroes and i believe the well, green that thing will too, be a talking big part about of the green all i started thinking about them was brightest day and the idea where like the the life entity itself is going to have to pick a new champion because the earth yeah. is going to need some kind of saving at this point yeah, i think there's going to be something like that on earth 
Yeah, and that's we got to resurrect Alec Holland again. And again, though, this is another thing that we're on issue four of six. Why can't we have twelve issues? Because I think the idea of Poison Ivy and the Green kind of reacting to the world being like this, or the Red would even be more. I want to see, you actually, had some I want to see the Rot react to this because yeah, it's the so, rot, like, even against the Rot, it seems like yeah, yeah. And I would like to see that, but I don't think we have enough time or space for that. That'd be pretty we cool. Got two issues left. We have. Know, we haven't started yet. <laughs> I know. Well, then they end up, you end up going back to the Daily Planet, the roof. And then, you know, Lois is still there. It seems like now she's, you know, doing a podcast or something. I mean, she's already announced things. Now she's just going on with the nonsense. It's like, it's like she's on our podcast, just nonsense. And as this is going, oh. you just get this. Boom. And you know, I'm it's, you, it's a Jurassic like Park move. I'm yeah, surprised we didn't have a glass they of didn't water. Have a with glass the of water. Happen, yeah. It would have been hilarious. Tomb. Uh, Tomb. And I, and What's even that? that, is that I, thunder? It's not me, I, Daddy. <laughs> They have the thing here where Tom Taylor, where we are going to go to the next book is Justice League and where I like to actually, I do like when you get individual writers and you kind of get the concept of what they deal, what they think of characters as because Green Arrow for Tom Taylor is a very much a, you know, lighten the mood character for him and and like how in Justice League Flash, Flash usually is for you know, a Scott Snyder or something Snyder, like that. Yeah. But yeah, I like it. It's like, boom, boom. They're like, what is that? Is, you know, that you know, it's not me. And that sounds like impending doom. Trust me, I've been doing this a long time. I have a finely tuned ear for the impending. And, and I love his dialogue <laughs> with Green Arrow. I really like we, it. We ain't got time where, for your quips here, Ollie. We're yeah, going to yeah, die. We're all going to die. Things Shut are up going really bad. And he's doing that. But yeah, when you see then that it's Giganta, I don't know. She kind of comes up from below but I, I kind of think that they would have looked over the edge of the building when they heard this coming on. Like, what is it? But she just comes out and it's cool. Yeah, this is the I'm wow you, moment I of the, it. I actually did want the thing where it's almost like they like were raised talking in Ghostbusters about how he didn't mean to at the Stay Puft Marshall Man. And when he finally yeah. tells you who it is, you get to see it. But the idea that they're all, all are watching and they're talking about Giganta without saying the name. And then we get to say it's Giganta and actually see her like running towards him. And she has yeah. been this whole time. I think that would have been a cool progression of the it story. It would have been. And I, I mean, I'm telling you, they hear you hear the stumping. Somebody has to go over to the edge of the building and look. Uh, but she's coming in. And the big the big thing that I don't know, they, they say it a little, but I don't think it's stressed enough that they've already said that everybody should come to the Daily Planet. You have a villain here, Gigana, who's a zombie version of herself that could pretty much destroy the building, can just knock it down, yeah. which would ruin their whole plan. Luckily, the Batwing comes in and starts shooting rockets. Now, we obviously know that this should be Alfred. We don't think it's Batman, though. Damien kind of holds out hope that Daddy? it might be. Yeah, he thinks it's Daddy. But yeah, with this going on, you then end up having Superman, the Flashes show up, uh, you know, green Wonder canary, Woman. as you say, uh, is controlling so the Flashes can fly. You have Wonder Woman. They all show up, and it's pretty cool, except again, I don't think the art plays it out as well as it should with this fight. Yeah, I'm telling you, I wish we would have had like a Jason Fabach for this whole thing to have everybody looking their best for this whole thing. Because even the moment where we had the idea, we had the infected people here, Batman believed that they still might be alive, they still could be cured. Wonder Woman, she's coming in late. She's like, she doesn't have time. The Superman's like, no, we can't kill anybody. Cyborg, he's done seen enough. Friggin' Vic oh, Stone geez. just blows a hole. And that is the like most he's building vicious a tunnel inside of a mountain in the yeah. side of Giganta's head. Awful. 
awful. And, and here's I'm the thing. You, I would have think that he walks through that to come meet the oh, team yeah. then afterwards. Oh, of course he does. Brain going all over him. But yeah, so Gigantis <laughs> there and they're fighting. She gets hit by these rockets. And then the next thing you know, Superman, the Flashes, and Green Canary just show up. And basically you just see them. You see that Superman flies by and gets her in the face. She falls down and then pretty much the battle's over. So Wonder Woman tries, so there's not like what should have been a really cool battle, just kind of is brushed aside just so Cyborg can put a hole right through her head. And the thing, well, no matter is, who you are, zombie or not, Superman punches you in the face, you lie yeah, down. I just wanted to see more of that progression. You only see you, the fight lasts two panels. And the fight's pretty much over. Superman tries to stop Wonder Woman from killing her. The most realistic Superman then, yeah. fight of all time. And then time. you end up having Cyborg <laughs> blow it. Now, Cyborg blows her head up and probably walks through it, like you said, awfully. I but hope he's so. the one who kind of knows what's going on. So when he says to Superman, I like, this we, we can't over. mess I'm around. Patient zero. Yeah, we can't mess around. This isn't just something that, because Superman says he's holding out hope that we can cure people. And Cyborg's like, nobody's getting cured. We got to end this. This is death. It is the the anti-life equation searching out life, and that's going to end it all. The best plan that the government had at this point was send Captain Adam out and just burn all the infected in the streets yeah. with his goddamn nuclear blast, atomic blast, stuff like that. I'm like, you know what? At this point, I'm right there with you, government. If, yeah. if Ray Palmer hadn't been in there to affect Captain Adam, this job would have been done. We saw yeah, Captain have been Adam done. going and burning everybody alive you know, or yeah. dead, however it is. I'm like, I'm fine with this plan because I don't like the corrupted anti-life equation. I don't like the idea of a zombie apocalypse. Let's deal yeah. with this shit while we can. Yeah, and so what you have then, you do have a moment where Alfred goes and comes out of the Batwing where you do have Damien. Daddy! He goes over and it's not. No. And he's like, no, no, I'm sorry. I'm your daddy's daddy. But he gives him the Batman, you know, the cape and he cow. Said and he says you were worthy of it. he was proud of you. And it's, it's pretty and funny. And that you, he should have told you that every day. You oh, also, come here, Pennyworth. Yeah, you also have the zip drives of the contingency plan that Batman always has, which made me laugh. I'm like, oh, yeah, there you go. Which is one of those things that... Maybe that'll lead to one of the others or many, you know, a bunch of them being turned to zombies and that'll be a way to get rid of them. Who knows? We'll see. But he does have the contingency plan, you know, zip drives as well. Uh, but there was feels there when he says, you know, he was proud of you and he wanted to say yeah, th- that there were to you feels every there day. Until you turn the page and it seems like one of the things we're going to do is we're going to take, you know, Thunder's contact lenses and put one in each of the yeah, flashes. That eyes to make their vision ridiculous. a little bit blurry so they can't see screen. Yeah, what, what are they going to see? Uh, not, I'm telling you, my contacts go blurry. I'm worthless. I'm sitting there I'm like mm, what's going on there uh, yeah I'm even saying like why don't they have some sort of like x-ray vision goggles or something just play it up like Superman did but these blurry contact lenses that's really it's odd weird. it's really really <laughs> like right odd. now nobody can see I'm like you no, I'm telling you, the idea see. is you don't want to get infected that's a good thing but also you want to be effective yeah. in what you want to do well, I'm telling you I'm waiting for Barry to run right into a freaking wall he, he's going to go and attack somebody he's going to run into the wall and kill himself Barry. he's going to die uh, Kendra comes in. She's hurt. Wonder Woman stops, but the whole thing is she's there. You know, you got to go. Captain Adam's turned. He's going to blow up everything. He's going to blow up the Capitol. And Wonder Woman and Superman go off to grab him. He's pretty much over the Capitol, uh, you know, and he's about to go I nuclear. I trying to figure things out for how, like, big this explosion is because he blows up in Washington, D.C., takes out yeah. Baltimore, and then somehow the blast already gets to Metropolis. I'm like, where is yeah. everything yeah. in the D.C. Yeah. universe no, for all this? It's a big explosion. Like, did we already take out Pennsylvania? And it's funny. It's one of those things that it kind of leads to either they're saying everything's close, which I don't necessarily think that. I I think that what Tom Taylor's trying to say is this is immense. 
but without knowing the true scope of where these things actually lie and things like that kind of throws back but yeah you do end up with the day after that tv show i was made to watch uh, in school oh, yeah. way back eric but yeah, it looks like a nuclear explosion, and it's it possible like that they're all the dead. Issue. <laughs> it's possible they're all oh, dead. Yeah. Dead. So here's but the thing: you know thing. who's not dead? Harley Quinn, because for some reason Gotham wasn't around here. Yeah, you know what the best is though? Captain Adam ended up saving the day anyway. And he did. He did. Sure it. did. Like just blowing up everyone. But yeah, overall, I'm still Turns into out they this didn't want to story. Turn everybody, he yeah, just really. wanted anti-life. That's all he wanted. Yeah, anti-life. Now he has it. But yeah, I, I like this story. I don't think it's a 10 out of 10, and it's not one of my favorite Tom Taylor books either. And I thought this was a down issue. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually, I'm giving this a 7 out of 10. Uh, The art, I think, is a little off. Like I said, some things are rushed uh, to get through. Uh, Some of the big moments aren't as big as they could be. And then by the end, you're still left with, now, obviously, it looks like everybody's dead. So that's a crazy cliffhanger. But you're still left with. felt so out of place for everything. I'm like, are those all we have left? Mara, Hippolyta, Holly Quinn, Pamela Isley, all these little bits. And like, that's all we have left because we just killed off everybody we've been dealing with for the past four issues. Yeah. Yeah. Now you have, you know, if they go forward, you have heroes with blurry contacts. You you end up having Superman with his X-ray. But everybody trying to get to the Daily Planet. But we've been doing that. We've been doing this all along. Now Now you'll see... Yeah, I don't know how it's going to play out because obviously these these characters are not going to be dead. We'll we'll see that, but we'll see what goes oh, on and how they survive. Lightning, everybody who was on top of the of the Pedelli planet, that blast was hitting them. I'm like, nothing's yeah, going to survive the wake of this. We don't know exactly how that blast is. If it's just whatever it would be, we'll have to see. We'll have to see how it continues on. Uh, but yeah, I give it a seven out of ten. What will you give it? I'm right there with you, seven out of ten, because I was higher before we got on, but just talking about the things that, you know, things came off feeling a little, little weaker than I initially thought about the whole book when we were talking about it now, where this was a down issue because I'm still waiting. I'm telling you, the book feels like it finished on a down note, like this was the final issue. Everybody dies. I'm like, all right, so now we're going to get back to the story and we're going to start fresh at issue number five. Yeah, I mean, five. even, if, even if you idea. had an epilogue after this and it was like, after this, you do see that. Harley and Poison Ivy were the only ones survived, and Harley taps into the green, or Ivy taps into the green uh, to rebirth Earth or something like that. So, you know, I could see, but yeah, I don't rebirth? know how you go for it. Yes, it is a rebirth, but yeah, well, I know. I, st- I still dig the series because it's a fun little, like, aside to what we're dealing with in everyday DC life, but this issue for what it was, I this did not grab me the way I was hoping it would. Yeah, it just doesn't seem as big as I wanted it to be. And you're kind of just, you know, spinning your wheels with these characters. Still fun, though. But it's still fun. It's still a fun little aside, like you said. Uh, and I, I still look forward to reading it and talking about it. So at least we have that. The next book, Eric, is another one that I know you love. You love it so much you're going to kiss it right on the mouth. It's Just you're League number 29, written by Scott Snyder and James Tynan. Art by Bruno Redondo, who we love. Hi, fine, Tom Napolitano. This issue of Just League does just enough for me to enjoy it, and then just enough to make me want to punch Eric right in his sexy, pretty face. The what jar the parts are fun, and by the end, there are even some well-earned feels. Unfortunately, the middle stanza has a section that is tailor-made stanza. to explain all the forces that have been introduced so far, and instead, we get more heaped on top. I want to think that Snyder and Tynan think they've explained things so far, but if that's the case, why then do we that. recap them with such generic cosmic double talk? I, I think that they have they have to have thought that everybody knows what the ultraviolet spectrum is, because if you Humbrax. don't know what that is, how do you give the opposite? 
and then base that on, oh, you know what that is. Well, this is the opposite. Or, you know, you know the still force. Well, that's the opposite of the speed force. Well, we don't well, really just, know just what that is. idea, and- though, when they tell us the seven dark forces of the universe and stuff, like the dark energies of the universe and how they're the opposite of the things that keep the universe. I've been like, well, tell me what those things are, at least, so I can try to get an idea what the opposite what I mean. would be. Because you're well, that's so what I'm saying. When you give the, the opposite, wind. you can only no. think when they say – then the opposite, you would think that that's what they're counting on, that they've already told know. you and built up what these other things mean. And I'm not just saying, give me a definition, like all this stuff. I want to know not just a definition or how it affects the characters that use it, and also how that all melds into what Lex wants to do. And, and we haven't had that. We end up being told concepts, we're given names, and now we're just given more on top of that with the caveat of it being the the opposite of what we're supposed to already know and don't. So it ends up just being things thrown in there. Now, everything else in the issue, stuff with Jaro and stuff like that, I did like. I had fun with. Uh, there's a little bit of a tone issue, I, I think thought. It's wonky but even end. then, yeah, it, it does. But I like the idea that it's pretty much Jaro doing the for the man who has everything it's for the team who he wants to have everything and he's mind controlling them so that they can just go off and not fight this fight that they are destined to lose and he thinks this is the only way because finally he has people that he loves and he doesn't want them hurt now in the meantime him taking them off to the you know the zero the no world universe deal it's not going to help the multiverse that's going to come down. But this is Jaro who's actually just acting he's a pretty almost young like little a little Jaro. kid. So I'm <laughs> yeah, saying agreed. he's acting like a little kid who just wants like, oh, if this is going to happen, I want my daddy and all his friends to not get hurt. And it, going it's to the pretty Walmart. pure of intentions and things like that. <laughs> but by the end, it also shows that Jaro is going to be a heavy hitter with them. And also that, unfortunately, like everything in this, there's an opposite to Justice and Doom. And you see that the, the Legion of Doom actually have a piece of Starro themselves. Now, I do think that at the I'm beginning- I'm telling you, why is it you always like up, a one-up kind of thing when we have, you know- It always all right, is. There's, there, there's Mixoplik attack every- Don't worry, we got a Batmite. Bat all right, might. they have a yeah, Jaro. It always we is. Got it's a, back and forth. A Karo. <laughs> and I think that that's what he's dealing with. That's kind of like the concept of what they're everything dealing with Everything that has over- a positive has a negative it's you know the yeah the black and white the justice the doom all of these things going there and so but the problem is is they they want to show this starro they want to remind you that starro is not just this little jaro who's got a robin outfit and is running away and some even people when don't we even know. Introduced him in metal when he was street talking Starro with yeah. like an all Mar- sin on the freaking Hawk world. I'm like, that didn't even feel like Starro. So it's like, let's remind people that he is the well, conqueror. That's what, yeah, he is the reason that the like JLA came together. You have to remind people with this so that when you do see at the end, it's funny because if you didn't have that by the end, where you have Lex and Brainiacs, like, don't worry, we we know all of what's going on. Plus, we have our own Starro here, and it'd be funny. People would be like. Oh man, what is he going to just be like a little Superman or something? Like there are people who are I, reading I actually, these books that have no idea who Starro is, and I know that sounds I, crazy, I kinda, but there I kind of want one of them, like this this one that the Legion of Doom has, when it grows into its own form, to be like the uh, kind of like a little brother to Lex who looks up to him like the way Jaro does brother. to Batman I or something like this, Mister Luthor. Mr. Luthor, you want him to be that's Otis. what I need. I want him to be Otis. I want him to be a little Otis running around. Mr. Luther. But yeah, so the whole thing of this issue, there's recap, but it's recap to kind of reintroduce well, you or introduce you to what Starro is. 
Yeah, well, I'm saying they they realize that to have this go forward, you have to realize that Starro isn't just Jaro, you know, trash talking Starro from before or this little Robin. He is a big deal. He's, He's a huge deal. And so you have this, you know, thing with Starro, the Conqueror, all these things. Now, I thought it as was it weird goes, that they didn't show us the panel of like, you know, like Starro coming to Earth and then the JLA coming together to feed no, him. No, it's because we they didn't have, have that, that later. Because you have that later with the the Legion of Doom and they ape that. They're not going to do it twice in the issue. You actually have that whole cover aped in the one panel with them. So I don't think that they want to play that, you know, that joke twice or whatever. But yeah, you, you're having and that's i think the only reason why you didn't have it but yeah you get a you know the null world the zero worlds the starro the star zero all these things being thrown out there as starro being the big badass of the universe and even when he does confront the legion of doom they talk trash and say you know what happened i mean you, you were a big deal look at you you little guy with that little outfit a little cute little what a robin costume uh, love it but really when you go from the uh you know then the one they call starro the conqueror for to see him coming and then you see that it's jaro in the legion of doom headquarters the you know there with a, with a, batarang, a batarang in his robin costume saying to see him coming is to know death no wait pain so much pain then death and even later where he's like you know in batman voice and then starts yelling there's a lot of humor to be had with this and i do like the humor with it i like it unfortunately as well. i need to know some information and if you were gonna if that middle part actually did spell out okay this is the still force this is what it does and what it will help do in this book this is umbrax this is the ultraviolet spectrum here's the tier of extinction here's all these things and you end up spelling it out this might have been one of the best issues we've had in just league for a long while but what he ends up doing because what about the Jaro key to the graveyard of the gods jim well yeah well we're never getting back to that i'm telling you that key got lost uh so oh, no. when you're doing this i think I also the, the progression i thought was awesome because jaro ends up attacking and he's like for justice you turds and it's weird because we we ended up going back and seeing that whole uh wesker and the uh uh, what's his name Scarface doing stuff and he was calling everybody turds too it's like every Psycho little guy pirate. has to call people t- turds uh, yeah so you do call me off. a turd a lot don't you yeah really yeah go to hell so we end oh. up going there and I like the progression because they're desperately the league uh, the uh, the Justice League is desperately trying to find the Legion of Doom they're trying to figure out where it is what's going on with it Superman says Lex knows my powers he, he's going to be able to shield himself from that and they're trying to figure it out and I like the it's pretty much a cinematic kind of deal where they're trying to figure it out and Miss Martian just comes busting in yells Batman you're like Miss Martian whatever oh, no. you're doing with the Titans you know get the hell out of here deal with it yourself she's like Titans. no no Jaro has found the <laughs> Hall of Doom so yeah he says the Titans so uh, oh, I know. he, he saying, hasn't like, heard they have nothing to do right now no, like what, what is going on with the Titans please no, tell me well, something besides so, Miss Martian just showing obviously up obviously nothing they're hanging out in the, you know in the Hall of Justice but yeah so they and they're also talking about how they're gathering the troops, the recruitment drive, how you have, you know, John Stewart's talk, well. the other lanterns and things like that. And they're they're trying to gather some people. But yeah, they bust in. Miss Miss Martian busts in. Jaro's found the Legion of Doom. So they go off. And yeah, now we're gonna get more of this. You know, background, and it is a little wonky. I mean, the whole thing of Jaro telling us that Starro was part of the dark multiverse Batman and things like that. He was kind of on a side deal, but he yeah, was on the like bad that. guy's team, but he did end up sacrificing himself. wanted to destroy the planet so these things couldn't happen. 
Yeah, yeah. He kind of seemed like he ended up changing With the, Phoenix the game, Cannon. though. Remember, he wanted to end up getting all the stuff for himself. But uh, yeah, and then Jar- Starro got destroyed. He ended up becoming Jaro, all that. So that's all, you know, I guess you're going to have to get people on board that maybe weren't reading back then as you go forward with this Doom Justice War that they want to have. Um, but yeah, then there's Jaro. As Robin just attacking the Legion of Doom And they're kind of laughing about it But Jaro shows he's pretty much a badass Even, you know, talks trash on Lex Being the jazzer-sized Lex As a, tra- and he says, you as know, a transforming uh, battering That turns into a giant back energy cannon Yeah, and it's cool And I'm telling you, even that panel where it's firing And he's he's firing and he's the little guy there holding it up It's such a cool panel And yeah, <laughs> even then so. they're How like, long oh, do you think no. it's going to be until DC puts out something Like a statue uh, or something it, of it the Robin be. Jaro Yeah that I oh, can buy because I need this be on coming, my desk. It'll be coming soon. And this is the thing. He is kind of ripping apart the Legion of Doom. And that's where you yeah. end up going like, you know, Jaro thought back at the last few chapters of this story and all the ultraviolet spectrum, the still force, the tear of extinction. And this is perfect now, to give us the info we really need going forward instead of just names like the still force, the cosmic current towards stasis and death. I understand. But how does it work and how is it going to combine? And, what's and how the are we doing this game? with the baby and stuff like yeah. that and having the harness on Gorilla Grodd and all this stuff, you know, freaking soccer mom gorilla over here but even when we move on to the tier of extinction a dark mirror of life's connection to a uh, a drive towards isolation and solipsism yeah some forces they haven't even been named yet i'm like don't tell me that like like the tears twin an energy used to end gods and snuff out magic they call it the void i'm like well i thought that was the tier of extinction because yeah that's what you know cheetah poured on her claws to kill poseidon so why would you say that that one seems the the same and and it's weird too because like i said can't they accidentally tell us what these things are? And if you think that you know, tell me what the ultraviolet spectrum is because how they explain it again, the unseen light, of all hidden emotion. You're not telling us anything. You're giving us, you know, a well, little you, bit of mysteries and is things. the anger, guilt, and the fear that John had over destroying that planet back in the mosaic time and stuff like that of like, you know, he like 25 years ago. That was his hidden emotion that he didn't show anybody. And that's why they he had that. I but don't he's understand. he's not even that anymore. I, I, no, just, I don't even understand even when they what's said going on. His ring was destroyed. He was infected with the ultraviolet light and it was told he could never be a Green Lantern again. But then somehow he was able to have he a was. ring tattoo that gives him power but he did a lot of stuff here that i don't understand and you just throwing these things out here and then changing how things work with you know the void wind and the the tier of extinction even when you have black mana holding the tier here and what it seemed that they were calling this an artifact at one point with the key uh to the graveyard of the gods yeah yeah. where the whole idea is cheetah puts it on her claws kills poseidon but then black mana had it and they also the just league wanted to kill these the cosmic space gods as well but like how is this different now? Like you just keep saying things are like, no, no. now we have the black apple. And when we had this background where it's like in the black apple, an energy that uh hero is called the black apple unlocked by discovering the universe's most forbidden secrets. I'm like, yeah, that, it's that just the source on hawk world I, there the memory? she see a hawkman and the hawk girl but it, what does that so mean what does how, it how do? did we get the black apple when martian manhunter found mm-hmm. out that he was once abducted by the legionnaires no, no, no. club I don't know. And then uh, finally, a force beyond imagination itself, the sixth note, unleash upon the world when the impossible is glimpsed. 
and we don't find is anything. It, was that out when our heroes were in the sixth dimension? I I would guess it was, but what does it mean? What is it all? Because I'm looking at the pictures that correspond with this. Even we have looks like a snapshot yeah. of the hero legion of doom yeah, from does. that alternate future in the sixth dimension. I'm like, what does? How does this mean That's that from there the are bad guys happy? That's things? what it is. So <laughs> hope to see you in the summer. Have a good summer. Yeah, really. That's all it is. And then it's like using year. a relic left in by his father, a piece of the totality shell itself. Oh, that's Luther fine. gained accents to each force, one after another. None were kept from him. Now he has the six and seven forces flowing through his relic enough to unlock, but we don't even know. He's like the universe's well, the greatest secret now, Perpetua. Yet. She has attempted to create our multiverse as something eternal, but we're just getting thrown things out there. And well, I, even I when just, they talk about when know. he unlocks that seventh dark energy, that'll be able to perpetuate back where she was. But earlier in the issue, when they're talking about who has taken the offer and the idea that when they are offering out these villains different things, that's leading our world closer to doom. That's going to make perpetual her old self again. I'm like, so which one is it? Is it going to be this all like, you know, edging us towards doom or unlocking these forces? Because right now it just seems like she's chilling on a throne or just same, walking around the like Legion you of Doom said, headquarters. Here's the thing. I don't know. Just, just remember the thing in the background, because we were talking about this at work, where you have all this going on and it's all fine and dandy. You know, you have these forces. You're going to have perpetual wake up. She's going to try to turn everything into this dark multiverse that she likes. But you still have those judges, it seems, that will maybe yeah, judge it. And they could just say, no and then it's all done anyway and it just but that seems to be like if you can get everybody well, on doom's judges. side well if you get everybody on doom's side they have to go with it then but yeah things start getting here, really dog. wonky i really dug your doom performance here thank you cosmic hey, judge dog. randy Dad, I jackson really, i really think that you put it all your all and i love you for that thanks cosmic judge Lex, Paul Abdul. i find your doom to be Awful, oh, just the worst thing I've ever seen. Yes, there you go. <laughs> it is the the universe has talent, is what that is. <laughs> but yeah, it's it, all this. I'm having so much fun with Jarl and all, and then you just throw this out there. Where I, I get these re- other you, reviewers, they're reviewing the, the book, and doing? people are just like, and then we get a recap, which is really good. Well, number one, it isn't. And number two, it's it's a recap, but not telling you anything. It's a revisionist recap of something that's never been capped. It is. Yeah, we, we don't have anything. Somebody needs to cap it. But yeah, so Jaro's fighting, and it's pretty cool. He's badass. And that's when the Justice League then join to attack and, and fight as well. And as they are, are fighting, you end up with Jaro pretty much becoming Starro. Everybody's being affected by Perpetual at one point. I mean, things are going all wonky. Well, that's the thing. That's where I got really weirded out because the whole idea where he then goes and like, you know, rips off the Robin costume and then becomes the gigantic Starro, the Conqueror, and goes for this whole thing. I just didn't understand because this seems to be what he saw happening in that weird alternate future when he tapped in the Starman last issue. But all right, he goes, finds the Legion of Doom's thing. He fights them. The Justice League show up, become Apex Predators. Doom wins. He becomes a giant conquering Starro. But I'm like, why is this like what's going on? Because even then you have Batman rip off the Starro that's on his face, realizing this is all a dream that, you know, Starro is using to keep them asleep so he can move them to the null world so nothing can happen. But I'm like, why would you show them all of this in yeah, the I dream? Don't think, I, just, I think that it ended up being – I think that they weren't supposed to actually – I think that they're actually like lucid dreaming type of deal is, is what I would think because at that one point, 
he pretty much does turn back. You have that there's no Jaro anymore. He's upset because he doesn't want to be that. He wanted them to just go back. I think that in this kind of thing in the landscape of his mind, how it went wrong, I don't know. And it kind of is like a, you know, a Freddy Krueger type thing. Is it a dream or are they able to act in it? We're not really sure. But things went wonky for him because he even starts crying as the Justice League and the Legion of Doom are fighting each other and turning into Apex Predator. He starts crying because he didn't want it to end this way. And I think that maybe that's what was supposed to be not happening. And that's why he ended up turning into the Conqueror to stop it you know finally and he ends up almost losing himself in this and he's very upset about it because then batman ends up realizing what is going on and it seems like the trigger for batman is to say that he knows that jaro's not bad like this that he wouldn't do this he wouldn't turn in the conqueror that is the key for him to break out of it he rips the what is on his face the one of the starfish on his face that's been controlling sees that all the justice league are being controlled including shane there and they're not really where they're supposed to be and he has to talk starro down now and saying this isn't who you are and it is you know all of a sudden you have starro start crying and now this is where it gets wonky because is this in the dream now or is this because it looks like batman seeing pretty much the conqueror and is he did all this happen in their minds and because of that but he may have turned into this while he was living this dream with them and that's why he's just the big starro in the you know justice in the hall of justice here you can think that maybe that's why he turned well, he had to be wonky. this big to become mature to throw the starfish on all the just league to put well, them yeah. in this dream and state. so with that so he's there he's doing all that but he was jaro still before he was trying to keep them safe it seems like he was doing this so that he could take them away possibly and then they wouldn't have to fight and they wouldn't have to you know die is what he wanted but it ended up going wonky and batman has a real nice one but he's like you're jaro well i guess he just didn't want them to die and he sees that there's no way that they can win so he wanted to take them to that null universe set them aside and they would have lived their life thinking that they have won and go forward with that it just didn't work out that way and they ended up realizing that they were being duped and then he ends up you know they end up taking that off but like i said i think that it's kind of a playoff for the man who has everything that they were just going to sit in the catatonic state living a life that was just of the mind i'm fine with that i just don't know why he starts making everything go bad within their own dreams i I think that it ended up getting out of control i i think that they were actually able to work out what they were doing in the dream as well like i said i don't know because it doesn't say i got the idea that it was almost like a lucid type dream also may show that even in jaro's little starro's little dream world It'll never work out. It's always going to go bad. I, I think that maybe as he's doing this, it's got it. Like I said, it got out of control or it progressed in what was going to be the natural progression that he thought he can control and couldn't because they show up and get turned into apex predators. That's when he starts crying. He says, you know, everything's going out of out of control and he ends up freaking out and turning into the conqueror to stop them all. And there's where you have that uh, that panel when he's like the conqueror. No, it's kind of a play on that JLA cover. Uh, I just would, would have preferred to see that actual, like a redone version of that cover. Yeah, I guess they wanted to do it with the Legion of Doom that way. So uh, they went that route. But I like the art throughout. But yeah, at the end, yeah, so you end I. up having them like, okay, we're going to have to regroup. We're going to have to figure out what's going on here. 
Uh, but in the meantime, you do see that Lex has a bit of the Starro, the original Starro that they have on their side. And it's not only just that they're going to try to regrow Starro or a Jaro or an Otis that I would like. It's that he now can connect <laughs> into this and each part has the consciousness of the others. And now he says, you know, Jaro made a big mistake tapping into their brains. And now they have all of the plans that they have going forward, which is funny because I don't think they got no plan. The plan seemed to be like, let's get a force we're find together. Some people. And it seemed like they were having problems. So is it one of those like, weird? All right, we can attack now. That, that brain, uh, well, Brainiac says that you know he is but a fragment. Talking about Jaro and no match for the original Starro, who we have on our side. I'm like, yeah, you have a larger piece, but why would that be the original Starro compared to a piece over here that became yeah. Jaro? I don't know. Maybe they, like maybe idea. they have no idea what that Jaro is, but it is a, a piece. Maybe they're saying that. They're going to try to raise it to be, you know, more of the conqueror and not the stupid little Robin that runs around where, with a batarang. Where you have a Starro. If it's the original Starro, I would not trust that thing at all, Legion yeah, of Doom. You're going to get well, taken over by the conqueror. That's the thing. It, it does seem like they don't really care if it grows. And it's still, they've had it this whole time and it's still only that, you know, little tentacle. Yeah. But they think that, you know, it's going to be one of those. It'll I be, think that it's going to go wrong. Time. Yeah, I think yeah. it's going to go wrong. But he even says, like, yeah, we're not going to really care that much about it regrowing. We're just going to get some info from it. It'll, so we'll it'll regrow in time. Yeah, I'm saying he kind of says that it's it'll take a while. But, you know, he's he doesn't seem that concerned with that. You know, you, you have Brainiacs like, all right, let's unlock it. Let's go. And he's like, yeah, it's a fragment. It'll grow in time. But, yeah, I think that it'll have uh, not really be on the side of the Legion of Doom. I think that that's a big mistake by Lex. But we'll see how it goes. Uh, I love the art. I love Bruno Redundo's yeah, art. Yeah, it's really good. Like I said, there's a lot of fun with Jaro. There's a lot of, you know, little things that go on. It's hilarious at points. And we like Jaro. So I know that some people had talked to me that weren't I reading this book Jaro. and start went in with this issue and came out with the idea that Jaro's ridiculous and how could they do that oh. to Starro, but you've had a progression of it. That's why if you've been reading, you like Jaro and it's a good progression. But also uh, I had Tom in the Slack where he got a hold of me. And he's like, really, from just reading he? these issues, he says that he thinks that basically what Lex seems to be doing is pretty much the infinity gauntlet and it's nonsense to him. It seems like a ripoff. And I said, it's not quite <laughs> like that, but it kind of is once they say the relic no, that's going to contain it right. and do that. But yeah, so we have issues, but what would you give it? It's underworld unleashed. You're right. Maybe. Now I would end up giving this issue because of how much I love the art of 6.5 out of 10, because a lot of this thing is it's, it's fun with Starro or I mean, Jaro, but, but by the end, when you realize it really was nothing, like we spent pages talking about the no world, just so we can know later on, yeah. this is what Jaro was going to send to just like this that and this i think that maybe that world, no world I, will come to play later as well maybe that's somewhere they can go hide at one point who knows maybe it'll serve something later as well but yeah they just things are thrown out there though but with the progression of the story this whole thing i found it odd because i couldn't follow what the, like why this would happen in jaro's own imaginary world and stuff like that so by the end i was kind of really thrown off and during that whole thing to have the seven dark forces thrown at us when it's changed then and things are we've never seen before are saying oh yeah this already happened I'm like that was very frustrating and made me angry but overall i had some fun with the jaro stuff i love the art and i'd give it a 6.5 out of 10 all right there you go and we're gonna go off to the mail right about now Yo, it's mail call. It's mail with Jim. Hallelujah, it's mail with Jim. Oh, yeah, it's mail with Jim. Hallelujah, it's mail with Jim. Amen, 
right, and that's mail section number one. And if you want to be part of the show and be the star of the show with one Eric Shamer, sweetheart, you? you would end up emailing us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com and we read every mail, which you'll see later. We haven't had a lot of hate mail recently. That might end tonight. Oh, no. First mail is Jay from Canada says, What up, Jim and Eric? I'm hoping you missed your weekly dose of sweet, sweet Canadian loving because it's Jay here coming right back at you. Yes. No, uh, Tim Hortons, Eric. Uh, Tim Bits, as as they call him. Tim Bits? How have y'all been? I know Jim is saving up for his big trip, and that trip is to go see my son, Zach, and pick him up from the Marines. And that trip has actually gotten less big. I told you that they, uh, out of nowhere, it was like a whole week and a half or something crazy. It's not. It's just a couple days that I thought it was originally. Still going to cost us a lot of money. It's nonsense. Of course it is. Uh, Yeah, yeah. And in doing so, that means Tanya is spending only 99% of all the money. That is true. Good thing you didn't have a big car thing you had to take care of everybody yeah, beforehand. Really. Yeah, really. It doesn't, you know, nonsense. I, or, or, you know, a trial. I, I tease, yeah. we're all big fans of the happy couple over here. My fiance and I've listened to the Jim Has Issues with the Swipe podcast together and laughed and had a good time. See, there's at a free expense. Patreon plug for you. Very much at my expense, Eric. That <laughs> is laughing very at you, much Jim, true. not with you. That is true. Okay, DC Comics, the elephant in the room, the topic that doesn't have X-Men or Spider-Man or Carnage or any of the stuff I've really been into. Well, when in doubt, go back to some old classics. I started reading the Stephanie Brown Batgirl run. It was my first time reading it, and I really enjoyed it. I think you both like it. Jim, especially. What are you, trying to live my life for me there? You going to go back to the DC Universe app, read some Stephanie Brown Batgirl, Jim? Yeah. No, I won't, because I'm reading other things. I I was reading some old Batman today. Now I've moved on to reread what I think is the greatest. How old? Probably 73, I think, the uh, issue Mm. that I was reading. Uh, I reread some of the greatest comic run of all time, Jeff John's Green Lantern run. I blew through Rebirth, and it gave me chills. Reading about Parallax Origin for the first time, seeing the band get back together. Uh, It was nostalgia mixed with incredible writing and art. It's also good. I'm pretty sure Eric has read it, but Jim, this is a bucket list thing for you. It is not. You've got to go and do it. I know. I don't like Green Lantern. I don't. I told you, I'm not a Green Lantern fan. I told this to everybody. You haven't read the right Green Lantern yet, brother. Just no. I'm telling you, I just that's not my character. (laughs) I really, I like Guy Gardner just because he's a jerk. But it's just not my thing. I have other things that I'd rather read before I do that. But like you know, the Flash Rebirth deal of Jeff Johns would be way before I read the Green Lantern. No, I'm too busy. I'm going back and reading Neil Adams' art, uh, you know, Batman, Uh, you know, stuff like that. Fun times. Uh, Denny O'Neill. You got to do it. It's just so good. Back in 94 on. Plus, I was also reading like Carnage's first deal. I was reading some Eddie Brock Venom from back in the day. And, you know, I got a lot of things on my plate. Now, I'm a, I'm a man who likes to eat. You're All the cool buffet. kids are reading it, so hop on board. Then you can download up on Discord and talk about it. That ain't happening either. He wants to talk yeah. on Discord. I'm like, first off, why did they call it that? It seems like somewhere that people go and yell at each other and stuff like that. Well, That's called I Reddit. Like that. Yeah, really it is. No, it's Twitter too. It's everywhere. Discord. Sounds like I'm going to go. Somebody's going to see me with my pants off and yell, ooh, and then that's it. I don't know what he's getting at, Jay. What are you getting sexy time with me on that Discord? <laughs> it's what it is. Going on here. What's going on? Uh, 
But yeah, I ended up, I actually you, was you're, on- You're complex uh, show, Jim. Calm down. Yeah, really. I'm in the Slack. I talk on that. But yeah, Discord. I got too many apps on my phones and stuff. I don't need that. The, the only bad thing about this little endeavor is it makes me glance at my stack of unread Morrison issues and sigh. I don't want that crap, he says. Hashtag not my green me lantern. Either. I, I miss that, when brother. we had the different cores and the entities Mello. and titles like Red Lanterns and New Guardians. Sure, they weren't always perfect, but I love those characters. I don't understand why we have to go back to an 80s version of the character. I'm telling you, you're going back to a 80s, 80s version I'm of some of these things. You, you're going back to 69. I'm telling dude. you, <laughs> dude. Uh, oh, well, too stressful. I'll go back to my rereading now and hope you two are doing swell. Much uh-uh. love from Canada, Jay. I'm never uh, doing uh, uh. swell. Uh, but yeah, this is the thing. I talk to everybody. You're going back to the DC Universe app to reinvigorate your love of comics. Oh, yeah, it's something a lot, a lot of, of people are doing now. I spent all uh, last night finishing up rereading Brightest Day and then going right into Ron Mars' uh, Green Lantern yeah, of 94. Yeah, there you go. There you are. I'm waiting for the Eric Reads podcast is what it's going to be so called. The Eric Shea Reading Club is what they would like. Getting um, but yeah, over dyslexia I, with I Eric read, Shea. I read a couple things as well. Like I said, I, I was jumping back between some indie stuff, then also reading on the Marvel app and the DC app today and last night since we had a, a bit of a day off last night. I still had to read. You've you been rereading those Xenoscope fairy tale sexy stories, right? No, no. I ended up reading the uh, that devil whatever the hell it was called that gail simone book the death defying devil i read it was okay uh i i I actually think it's instead instead of blind it's gonna it's instead of a blind daredevil it's the deaf no the thing is you don't know now this character's deaf no you don't know anything about the actual classic character of the devil is mute but this kind of flows a little bit. It hasn't been the the devil Doesn't has shut come the back. Fuck up this devil. No, the, the devil hasn't come back in uh, quite some time, but it's come back a couple of times and they've changed it around. So that is was it the Georgia. Whole, the whole has idea. Has the devil come this. down to Georgia? No, he hasn't. Uh, uh, Your jokes. Here we go. Here's here's one for you, Todd from Fishtown, which is local. <laughs> Thanks, says, Jim. "Yo, Jim and Eric, What's where up, the hell were you guys last week? No show. Oh, Patreon. That's bullshit." You guys oh suck. Todd from Fishtown. You got our nut That's ticket. what he said. Yes, Todd from Fishtown says that. And the how last dare you mail, not give me something? Yeah, really. I'm Todd from Fishtown. How, how dare you? Todd from Fishtown douches. demands more, you jerks. <laughs> the next one is Eric, and it's with a K, which the people uh, at work, they end Eric. up spending your name. They spell it with a K, and it drives you nuts because they've known you for over 15 years. You, nuts you don't more than spell it, it with a K. You told me the one time, you're like, they do my checks and things like that. They know it's not with a K, but yet when they write nope. a note, they put the K. How dare you make me listen to other podcasts last week? You shouldn't have Patreon-only shows at all. Don't you have enough Patreon shows already? I wish you would just not do that anymore. That's Eric. I wish you get on K. Patreon. Yeah, that's Eric, Eric with, with a K. K. He don't want to get on no page. I like to he think could. this is my more successful cousin named Eric with a K who has so much more money than me and he, he will not so get on Patreon. He has so much more money, yeah, but yet he won't throw a couple <laughs> bucks at you. He, he won't support you. Come on, you your dad, every, my hey, dad, they, they, I'm they, not going to support you, but I want more. I need more of things <laughs> I won't support is what I need. But yes, there you go. And those were the Thank emails that I said care. earlier that we were going to get that I was like, maybe one time we should just have one of those old school podcasts. But then I'm like, why Why should we do that for Eric with a K? 
I wish I could remember the message we got when we first did it. I think it was our first time where we had the Patreon exclusive podcast where somebody said the whole pretty low gym. I wish I could remember who that was. You you can find out what it was. You you can go right because it wasn't an email. It was on the site. It was in the about part of the site. I thought it was on Facebook. Oh, no. It was on the about (laughs) site of the deal. And then people responded. (laughs) I don't think we've heard from them since. I'm I'm loading it up now as we talk, because I can do that, Eric. You know how it goes. And I'm going to this about us deal. It was funny because people then started fighting with them and things like that. It was Robzilla 2000. And and if you want to hear what he said, he said, Big, big fan of the show for years. Love listening to the podcast every Sunday. But today, no show. All I got was 15 minutes preview of episode 191. What's the deal, guys? Do we have to pay just to hear the show? If so, then that sucks big time. And I know that you have to make money to keep the podcast and the website going. But come on, guys. This is low. Don't you guys already have bonus episodes that you make people pay to listen to? Now we have to pay to listen to the regular show. I hope that's not the case. If it is, then I have to say goodbye. And then I basically <laughs> said goodbye uh, then because, yeah. It's I mean, like four he, times a year. People lose yeah. their goddamn minds. He spells out that we've had 190 episodes before this. We never missed a week of any sort of regular podcast. <laughs> we ended up at one off? point. At one point, we even had extra bonus uh, you know, uh, spotlights during that time as well that were not patreon we ended up having people oh you should do a patreon we ended up waiting till like episode we had, shows on the, we had extra stuff all, we all did all the time Holy like crap. necessary yeah. nonsense for all this all other this. stuff oh my god 12 hour podcast and then we finally decided it wasn't like we had a podcast for three times you know the third episode we're like we're gonna do that it was like episode 130 that we started doing this. Then we were just doing it. And then we just decided, no, you know is, what? I think that was the first one where Rob Zilla started. It was. Started, so it's like it was the some. first one. 191 was the first annuals week one. But we had only right. had the Patreon show then. It, we started it well after episode 100. The big deal. So, yeah. There you go. Rob Zilla. He left. I wonder if Four he's still around. a year. People lose their minds. <sighs> yeah, we have another one coming in October. So, get ready. Strap Not in right. and strap on, people. We're having it. And that's what I'm we said. It's just one right. of those like, and, and the, the whole deal is a lot of people just skip the annuals week anyway. It's not like we say, <laughs> let's get the, the biggest week ever. And we'll do it then. with these people. <laughs> I think it's annuals week. Holy Legion moly. of doom. <laughs> telling you. And then, and then, of course, you look and I have three messages in a row because then I got upset. Then I felt bad. And then I said, uh-huh. you, you can yeah, actually, yeah. I even told Rob Zilla, you could sign up for free and then bail if you want to. Oh my. And I'm like, we had the 120 straight weeks of shows. Never wist one <laughs> week. And the shows are five to 12 hours. What do you want? Holy moly. Yeah. That's because people like Rob Zilla, they, they weren't going to end up supporting us to just have a podcast. How dare we? Oh my, Eric! There you go. And that's the and and really, I I fought the idea of a Patreon for so long, and then we start doing. It, now everybody hates us. All right, but there you go, Eric. No, no, he didn't say Eric. Only. He said Jim. No, he didn't. Actually, he said guys. That was the funny thing. Aww. It turned into pretty low guys. It's it's this is low. Don't you guys already have bonus episodes? He never pretty said low Jim. Jim. That became maybe you I started say, that. You I don't know. Jerk. <laughs> but yeah, there you go. Maybe, maybe he. Oh, I didn't say pretty low up. guys. I, I said pretty low Jim. Yeah, pretty low Jim. We went with that, but hey, there you go. That's what we have. That's what we do. If you hate us, you hate us. But you know, we try to give I everybody something worth what you give us. And this podcast obviously worth shit, Eric, because it's free. 
That's what you get. You get me and you talking nonsense. But that's the end of the mail, including going back memory lane to episode 191. Uh, but yes, uh, we're going to go off now to some books. And these are the books that are going to be a different section. These are the things that aren't going to include me and you. It's going to be me and Brandon talking about the Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, number 4. And spit that easy, out a couple easy, times, gotcha. and then yeah. also we're gonna have Simon talk uh, Lois Lane. He's gonna continue doing Lois Lane. I Intrepid ended up reporter Lois. I Lane? ended up realizing that I hadn't really gotten a hold of him till today. So I, I said, "Hey, I never really asked you. Are you doing you that Lois Lane? Are you?" <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, I was planning on doing it." I'm telling you, three seconds later, he sent me the file. I'm like, "That's pretty quick." So he was is right it, on. Is I it think three seconds. This. No, I, I think that it was something okay, to do with that time difference of us in the UK. Somehow that it's screwed not everything travel, up. I'm telling you, it was. Uh, but we'll go off to that, and then we'll be back to finish up the podcast with another mail section and a couple more books. Welcome to Sexy Time with the Coffee Hunter. Today, you'll be listening to a scene from Starfire from 2015, issue number seven. Dick Grayson had given up his life as Nightwing and became an undercover spy. His loved ones thought he was dead, including Starfire, known as Princess Coriander under her world, but her former boyfriend Dick calls her Cory. Dick had been trilling a suspect, and Cory got caught in the crossfire. After Dick and Cory capture the suspect and his accomplices, Cory has many questions, and Dick has one answer. I faked my death for a reason, Corey. I had to keep the people I cared about safe and serve the greater good. Everybody needs a little time away. I've heard it say from each other. Corey, I, I hope you can forgive me. Even lovers need a holiday. It wasn't a decision I made lightly. Sorry. It's hard for me to say I'm sorry. I just want you to stay. I never meant to hurt you. After all the who you've been through, I will make it up to you. But I just can't stand the pain I'm dropping Batman tomorrow Seems to me, King, you know I've done all I can While you beg, stole, and you borrow
Hello, and welcome to Lois Lane Issue 2 by Greg Rucker, Mike Perkins, and Paul Mounts. This issue um, is uh, a difficult beast to talk about because it repeats a lot of things that it raised in the first issue. I don't really feel like it makes enough forward progress, so there's going to be a bunch of stuff that happens that really does feel like we've discussed it all before. But we'll crack on anyway. The issue opens with a collection of TV montages uh, discussing the morality of Lois Lane being caught kissing Superman in public, saying whether it's okay or not, considering she's supposed to be married to Clark Kent, and, you know, they're separated, but it's Superman. Who wouldn't want to kiss Superman, given the opportunity? And we sort of zoom out from the TV montage to see that uh, Alejandro is hard at work cleaning after Lois Lane. Lois Lane apparently lives in an absolute pigsty. And like, it's quite curious, actually. We saw her doing a lot of cleaning up in the last issue, and I'm not sure how much time has passed between these two issues. It doesn't appear to be a lot. There's only the immediate fallout of her White House press room briefing talked about, and uh, a bit later on, Renee is still in Russia, uh, following up on the murdered Russian journalist. If Alejandro's here, like, every day cleaning up, how, how much mess does Lois make this quickly? There's coffee cups and bottles of various things scattered all around. I feel bad for her. She doesn't get paid enough. She takes upset objection to what's being said on the TV about Lois. She finds it horrible, the things that they're saying about Lois. Lois isn't paying any attention to it. She's tapping away at her laptop. Working hard on the the news story about, about whatever it is that the Russian journalist was digging up, I assume. But we get a hard cut in the middle of that conversation into exactly the same conversation except she's having it with Clark uh, out on the riverside. Clark offers that maybe he could do something, uh, either as Superman or himself, but Lois says no, I want you to keep out of it. It's my problem. I don't really want anything to do with it. And so we uh, cut to Moscow to catch up with Renee Montoya, who's uh, tracked down the apartment of the journalist that was murdered, that she was sent out last week to recover some files that she had hidden for Lois, pertaining to whatever it was that she was investigating, the various allegations of corruption that were floating around. Renee picks up a empty bottle uh, on her way in, puts on her best Russian accent, and stumbles up the stairs singing what I can only guess is uh, the Russian version of Oh Danny Boy, catching the goon that's been left to guard the journalist's apartment unawares, smashing him around the face with the empty bottle, making her way inside the apartment where, given the state of it, uh, we can all conclude that the journalist didn't commit suicide, as the official line is, and it was definitely a murder. Uh, you get this sort of almost full-page reveal of the inside of the journalist's apartment with its broken window and blood on many, many surfaces at this point. And then we hard cut into Renee catching up with Lois in a burger cafe. Yeah, this is, this is one of many hard cuts uh, in this issue. It's quite infuriating at times. We come in right in the middle of a, a sentence being said by Rene Montoya this time. Um, considering I don't feel that there's enough new material inside this book, it feels frustrating that we don't have the time and space to establish scenes or locations and times and who's there um, every time we change a page. Uh, instead, we're just jammed right into the middle of the conversation. It can be quite disorientating and a bit frustrating. So yes, uh, Lois and Renee are catching up in a burger cafe. Renee tells Lois what she found, how it definitely wasn't a uh, suicide and it was definitely a murder. They have a brief conversation about how Lois is uh, hot property at the minute uh, and why and 
how she's coping with it. She says um, staying out in the open is probably for the best. People tend not to expect to see you in busy burger joints talking loudly if you're supposedly under so much scrutiny, which is probably something she's picked up from Clark. Clark's disguise, civilian disguise, from being Superman is obviously predicated quite a lot on people just assuming that you're not Superman, because why would you be Superman? You're Clark Kent, mild-mannered journalist. So... Rene starts to get frustrated that there's not enough evidence as to who committed the murder. Lois reminds Renee that we're not doing this as law enforcement. Bringing the person that threw her out the window to justice isn't going to cut it in this case. We need to find out who was operating behind the scenes. She uses the phrase, um, the men who beat her tortured her. Even if we find their names, they're just the hammer, Renee, not the arm swinging it. So she asks Renee to follow the money, continue investigating who might have ordered the hit. You'd think Renee being a GCPD detective or former GCPD detective would be sensible enough to do this anyway. Lois then uh, rushes off to confront an elderly man outside his place of work, accusing him of all sorts of financial misgivings. It's quite a curious little scene. It opens with just this man on a phone, yelling things in public that he probably shouldn't do. There's all sorts of implications about making sure that people don't talk. And then Lois confronts him, and you find out that the... Uh, his name is Mr. Agger, and behind him, Agger Insure Capital Investments. He's literally outside a building with his name on it, but he can't wait until he gets inside to have what is, frankly, a rather damning phone conversation. He then threatens Lois with violence. Uh, Lois says, probably not a good idea considering we're out front of your building, surrounded by passerby, witnesses, your name literally on the wall behind me where I'm stood. It wouldn't look particularly good if you started to rough up a journalist in public. And then she asks him if he'd like to comment on the story that she's proposing to publish. He says, not here, not now. I'll arrange a meeting with you later on and then rushes inside the building. We're then treated to four more pages of the same joke of Lois not being able to spell that we've had before. This is padded out with some rather nice interactions between Lois and Perry. He's busy editing latest piece on paper that she admonishes him for wasting paper and we know that perry's not a technical luddite so the fact that he likes to edit on paper rather than a screen is a fun little thing it's actually um where i used to work i used to know a couple of editors who were made to start editing on a screen rather than printing everything off and doing it by hand i know firsthand that a lot of editors don't like editing on screens it's a very tactile physical process for them it's curious it's a nice little thing perry starts fishing for the lois's source on this story wonders if it's diana but lois says no absolutely not perry warns lois once again that she's making some very powerful people very angry and to watch her back because we don't want her winding up the same way that that russian journalist did and then we cut to the Rosebud Steakhouse, where Lois is meeting with Mr. Agger to get his side of the story that she confronted with him earlier. Um, she's taken Renee along as backup. Renee wonders if that's entirely necessary, considering that she's been caught with Superman. I don't know if Renee actually knows that Clark is Superman. She's very coy about it. She says, don't you have a uh, guy who does that for you? And Lois responds with, that's not how our relationship works. Lois is very blasé about the whole meeting, doesn't think there's going to be a problem anyway. But Renee heads in after Lois anyway, sits down at the bar, immediately gets hit on by the female bartender. Renee's very lucky like that. I wish I could get hit on by female bar staff everywhere I went. Renee declines a drink, because she says she's teetotal. She's on the wagon, she doesn't drink anymore. If that was a thing for Renee, I can't remember. I can't remember if she had ever had an alcohol problem. I think she does. I have to look that up. Find out where it's come from. I'm sure Ruben or somebody in the Slack will chase me up in a couple of days' time and say, hey, yeah, 
Yeah, it was there. Obviously, it was in the Questions 5 Books of Blood miniseries, or some point during 52, after Vic Sage died, she hit the bottle pretty hard, and someone had to pull her out of a hole somewhere. I have read a fair amount of her stuff, but it just escapes me now. It's not something I would have been able to tell you about Renee Montoya, that she had a former uh, problem. As she sat at the bar anyway, she spies a waiter reaching for some sort of Uzi submachine gun to attack either Lois or Mr. Agger. Renee dives in, tackles the guy to the floor, but in doing so, you know, she's too late to stop the guy killing Mr. Agger, but manages to save Lois' life. And then the, uh, the issue ends with, you know, who was he really after? Was he after me or was he after Mr. Agger? And that's it. That's how the issue ends. Uh, a dead Mr. Ego. A little bit of a teaser for next time. Too many questions. Spelt with a W. Which means we get Vic Sage next issue. And I have looked at the solicits. This is... Both questions are going to play a serious role in the book going forwards by the looks of it. Uh, there's going to be talk about their shared continuity. What's currently real and what isn't, as far as they're concerned, which will be nice. It's nice to have both of them back. Obviously, Greg Rock has got a long history of writing both of those characters. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited for the next issue. It's going to be good. I'm also excited for that Jeff Lemire question series uh, that's been announced under the Black Label. I'm a big, big fan of Jeff Lemire, uh, and I'm a big fan of the question as a character. His is going to be a Vic Sage-focused series, so that's very exciting. Very, very much looking forward to that one. I know I've been pretty down on this issue as we discussed it there's been a lot of repetition of things that we've already seen not enough forward progression on the actual plot line i'm wondering if it's because it's a 12 issues miniseries and not a six issue miniseries i don't know how dc are commissioning these things i don't know if they're telling the people that come work for them hey you know this has to be 12 issues for reasons but it also has to be one continuous 12 issue arc rather than two six issue arcs because trade sales we don't plan on splitting it or something because a similar thing's been happening with the martian manhunter book in that you get a lot of what feels like filler and repetition to pad out what is effectively a six issue arc into 12 and the martian manhunter book has just crossed into the second half of its run it's now up to issue about seven and there's been no discernible break in the story that would make sense over there to call it two story arcs and sell it as two six issue trades rather than one twelve. so i'm wondering if similar things happened with this uh Lois Lane book, Craig Rucker's got a six issue story and was told to make it 12 without having a second story. Deliberately told not to have a second story. I don't know. I'm just, um, I'm a little bit curious as to what's going on behind the scenes here because I know that modern comics are essentially always six issue arcs these days. It's something that Reggie likes to complain about. The ancient art of the one and done or, you know, the two free issue story arc isn't really a thing anymore. But if you're commissioning for a mini series or a maxi series, you would expect to the whole story to be much more tightly plotted to to really fill out that space but we're not seeing it with these 12 issue minis it just yeah, uh, I'm rambling uh, so yes I've, I'm a bit down on this issue but uh, fundamentally it's still good it's still enjoyable Greg Rocker's art is still up uh, Greg Rucker's work is still very solid I'm enjoying his Lois Lane I'm enjoying her interactions with both Renee they're a very good pairing and uh, the, the short conversations that she has with Perry Perry's uh, a very nice fellow. He's a nice, nice character to crop up for a few pages in every issue. So, I don't know, um, 7 out of 10, maybe 7.5 if I'm having a particularly good day. We'll see what issue 3 has. I'm excited for more questions, both Renee, Renee and Vic. Yeah, should be good. Um, thank you for putting up with this 
rambling incoherent nonsense for about 15 minutes now it's um i'm still finding my feet with this sort of thing thank you to everyone who reached out to me in the slack channel after the first review with your words of encouragement uh regardless of whether you enjoyed lois lane the issue itself or not i many people reached out to me and said that they enjoyed my review of it so thank you for that if you want to discuss this issue reach me in slack because i don't do social media uh i'm not on the twitters or anything so come join us in the slack everybody's brilliant there and give me a shout that's it from me i'll hand you back to the guys in quaker town they've probably got a lovely review of the green lantern or something coming up all right and i'm here with a brandon from buffalo and we're here to talk about the batmans the batmans teenage mutant Ninja turtles this title of this is the worst batman teenage mutant ninja turtles three number four Oh, my. It is so crazy, uh, the title. But you, you don't have a blurb or anything for it, do you? Did you write that up or anything? You, you busy wiping No, I just turned to the things. credits page. I don't I don't yeah. write things up unless yeah. they're given to me How in uh, summary you. form. Yeah. Well, like I said, there is no <laughs> credits page. There's credits page, but there is no recap page here. No. Uh, but, yeah, this is one of our favorite books that DC is putting out right now. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing, and I think they've even said that this is the end of it. When we get to the end of these six issues, yeah. we'll be done with the Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which is a shame, though. The, the second, we, we've talked about this before, but the second volume, uh, it was okay. The first volume I thought was incredible. Yeah, it second volume was okay. I like the this first is up one the ante again. Yeah, the first one was great. This, But this is upping the ante a lot. And the last two issues, we really, really like. This one I like. Not as much. Uh, there's yeah, a I'm lot thrown at you. All the fun is like put on pause for a few moments. Yes. Almost. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like all the stuff we really enjoyed about the first three where we don't get that combined no. look or feel here. We yeah, It's just yeah. kind of everything's going back to normal. Everything's going back man. to normal. So you're trying to figure out and they're trying to get everything back to normal. There is one hilarious line that I'll get to that even I thought was funny and my limited Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles thing. And, and really my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles you know, knowledge comes from a little talking to you normally. You know, we, we don't sit and talk turtles a lot, no. but it's all from these books. And also doing other, uh, you know, of these sort of crossovers and the Teenage yeah, Mutant Ninja Turtles or whatever. Stuff. Yeah, so we, we've done a couple of these. This is kind of our thing. And even I'll say that's the same with me with Thundercats, stuff like that. He-Man I know a little more, but these all go together. But there's one thing in this that made me laugh so much, and, and I would never have even gotten that joke if I wasn't reading these and these other things that me and you have done. But yeah, so you, you go in, you can give us the credits, and if you're at the credits page now, uh, you could do that, and then we'll get going with it. Uh, I turned Here we go. Here we you, go. <laughs> Script by gonna... James Tyne in the fourth. <laughs> art by Freddie Just E. Williams the second. Colors Jer- Jeremy Caldwell. Letters by Tom Napolitano. And uh, yeah, before we had a little Kevin Eastman uh, dealing with stuff a little bit. Uh, now it's just yeah. variant cover is what he's involved with. He seems to have, yeah. you know, ditched it a little. He does the little. same thing on the uh, Ninja Turtles series. Every Like, he yeah. doesn't do the art in the main book anymore. Yeah, he yeah. just does a variant cover every Yeah, month. so he had that. But we did have a little bit of him in the in the deal. But uh, me and you both are big fans of Freddie Williams II. I actually yeah, I love really his like art. his art. I think it, it fits this, you know, this story and, and these things. And even just Turtles Batman, I think of his art right away. But even the other crossovers, it's almost like when me and you get together and, and 
and Eric Bales on us, we get together to usually deal with something with Freddie Williams art, which yeah. I like. So you start I'm off surprised here. Eric doesn't enjoy it because it, it, he essentially just draws them as action figures. You yeah, know, I know. You know he just the he He-Man, hates his art. The Thundercats, they look exactly yep. like the action figures yeah, they do. to me. So. He hates it. He did say, because I was telling him a little about this issue and uh, actually the series in general today, kind of going, I, I actually hadn't read this issue, but I was telling him about some of the things that have happened and he seems kind of intrigued. He said he does think that he wants to go back and start from the beginning at the volume one of this and see and i said i think that you'll really like it but there is this jump that's the other thing that threw me off because at the end of last issue we basically had the turtles go to shredder and say hey there buddy hey uh you know you karate guy over there you're a little more working out but he wasn't shredder yet no he wasn't shredder and they were saying to him Hey, we're going to get your memory back. You're a little more than just this karate guy. You're actually our, our main villain. You're our arch nemesis. But yeah. we need you because the Smile Gang, the Laughing Man, all these, he's kind of taking your place. You know, he's kind of doing what you're supposed to do. So they ended up, as we said that at the end of the last issue, almost like the the friend of, you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend type yep. deal. That, and they even, you even got the idea of, oh no, you know, is this going to go well? Is this one of the things? Now, in the back of my mind, what I thought might be happening was that Shredder was just going to go and join up with the Joker. And we say the Laughing Man, obviously, that is the Joker in this. Well, he doesn't. And you really have a jump here where you start off where I wanted to see some more of a Shredder turtles interaction that that seemed very cool yeah, i know the idea that well, Shredder... even the, the short exchanges they have you know fully remembering everything within yeah. this book and he has what a quick one with batman too are good yeah yeah but yeah, yeah. like before the jogging of his memory that would have been cool to see him yeah, i wanted i wanted to see him and i wanted to see him kind of he hates them but realizes that possibly with no memories and memories then coming back that they're not as bad as he always thought. You know, he, he ends up teaming yeah. up with them. He becomes friends with them. By the end, he's like, you know what? We're still going to be enemies, but I respect you at least and go off. But right away, you start off where you do see Joker, the laughing man. He's he's throwing things at people. He's got like a target that's being held up by yeah, his the, version the of Rhino the Foot Clan here. Yeah, and his Foot Clan deal. But he, and he says the Foot Clan, the actual real Foot Clan is rising. And are going to try to take him over with the shredder. He, you know, places that he thinks his his warehouses are being blown up. He's getting pissed. Uh, And it it even leads to him kind of going to Crank saying, you know, what's up? You you promised me everything is coming. It's it's falling apart here. But yeah, then you go to shredder to see what is happening. And he's pretty much just getting the foot clan together again. He's going and saying, and this is the thing where they're playing with the idea that shredder has his memories back. And just as Batman's getting his, the turtles are getting theirs. Everybody's getting it, but so are the members of the Smile Clan. You know, these guys are also remembering that they should be the Foot Clan and are going off to be with Shredder again. And they're ripped because you even see as they go up, he's making them climb up to him 
take off these masks that they have with those smile masks, lay them down and then, you know, pretty much say I, we're, I'm with you now. I'm foot clan again. But yeah, yeah I thought that I really, and it's almost really like when wanted... they approach him, their memory is jogged that they're actual yeah. foot clan. And yeah. not, so not this laughing I think that they might also be because nonsense. they seem to be burning down buildings before they even do that. Cause that burning building in the back. So I think that a lot yeah, of the, people the are already starting. Are, uh, what's his name? They're, uh, they're the jokers for the laughing yeah. man. So, yeah. Yeah. So he's ending, they're ending up burning them and then going up and, you know, saying, hey, enough of this, you know, smile clan, we're foot clan. And they go and they're, they're talking about, you know, pretty much taking over again. But yeah, the turtles are even there. They show up and yeah, they, he says, you know, every and what they the problem is, the problem for Batman and the turtles is they want to break down the you know the joker's deal because the joker that's part of this wacky multiversal problem it's it's skewed so it is a cool deal that if the foot clan rises that means not only does the joker you know the smile clan get lessened but that also takes krang's hold on the world he he starts losing krang with all these the changes are what's making him being able to control the multiverse and to control this world as they break it down he it lessens his hold on it but it also brings back their biggest enemy so it is kind of a funny it's a fun thing to think of you know they have to basically get the world back to normal this is not going to end which i thought might even though it shouldn't because you're going to continue on you know as a normal universe deal but i actually thought that we're going to end up with maybe you know shredder being kind of friendly like i said at the beginning kind of respectful it seems like you have to get it back to normal you have to have oh, yeah. Shredder and the Turtles fight yeah, each other and go, the, the you know, yeah, no, they can't or else that's a change on the opposite way. And, you know, you could say Krang could still have it because that's not right. They have to get it back to right. Well, they see you see that before they ended up going to get April O'Neill, uh, you know, the last issue. And she was the key and especially the key, because if you were reading this, the black and white OG uh, was it Raphael who came through? Was it yep. or was it? Yeah. When no, he disappeared. Yeah. Yeah. He disappeared then. And so they didn't know what to do. But the last thing they realized they had to get April. And so they got April. They, you know, she remembers. But then she goes off and it's a continuation. And this is the best part. I thought the coolest part of this, if you want to have fun, cool bits, it's that she then goes off to find Casey Jones. So that's, you know, there's the the big, cool deal, though. You didn't get enough of him. I wanted more of him because she ends up going to the GCPD. It's almost like Casey Casey gets played weird too because he gets all his gear, he puts it all on, and it's almost like I still don't remember, but I'm going to swing around this hockey stick and yeah, baseball. Yeah, it seems like he's just starting sweet. to remember. I mean, it, it looks like he remembers when he opens up the duffel bag. He does remember enough, but yeah, he ends up. I think it's trying to play off the thing of it does take you a little time and like. Uh, do I use this hockey stick? Yeah, that'll be good. All right, good enough for me. And he goes. But yeah, so that's the big moment. But it's not big enough because it's very quick and it yeah. only lasts for like two pages. And then you go away from that. And I really wanted to see more of Casey Jones because, again, this isn't I'm not a big Turtles guy, but I love Casey Jones. I think he's cool. I love his look. He's but, yeah, you really look, only yeah. get it because it's the you one end toy up, I wanted as a kid that yeah. I really never got. It was so, oh, it's mad so cool. It. And so yeah. what happens is when April goes in, you also 
you kind of forget the idea that most of the smile clan that the Joker got were GCPD. He ended up going, getting most. And remember, it was like, you know, there was only a couple good cops. And that's where we saw originally Casey Jones was just there. So we were waiting. So when she goes, but when he comes, because they end up attacking the smile clan then attacks the gcpd and he even says you know i admire your restraint for not joining my clan but you know what i'm now gonna kill you all and that's where you do have casey come out and start fighting and he he looks badass i mean he looks great freddie williams is great uh yeah so you're having all these fights going on in the meantime the whole setup there is then for the joker to see the news program that the people of New Gotham, the city belongs to the Foot Clan now and will bring everybody down to their knees if they don't. So all these things are going really wrong for the Joker right now. He ends up kind of getting away with a smoke bomb and gets out of there. And you do have Gordon here. You don't have much with it. But when they have, and it's a weird deal too, because at points, it seems, especially for the Joker, Batman has to touch the people that he's involved with. He actually yells to the Joker, hold my hand and you'll remember, but it only takes a hologram for Jim Gordon. And is that because he is real friendly with Batman? He's a better friend. You know what I mean? I don't know. Because it's weird because they're like a little willy nilly. Yeah. They say you hit the hologram and he's like, Hey, Jim, man, you're Batman. I remember. And he's like, all right. Well, you also remember the Joker. Yeah, we're heading to Ace Chemical. He's like, no, please don't. So what they're doing is they're trying to get the Joker to remember who he is. They want him to remember again, not to make him good, not to change him but actually to change him back to just being plain old awful Joker so that you can get the, yeah. you know, the universes lined up. Uh, Lose his grip and, on his connection yeah, yeah. to Kang. And, you and know, just the whole with works. Kang and stuff like that. Uh, so you do end up where, you know, Gordon doesn't want this to happen, but they're saying we have to go do this because we, we got to make him remember. Now, in the meantime, Joker was pissed and did get a hold of Krang. Said, hey, Krang, you used the, you know, the, the multi-dimensional telephone. Hey, Krang, you, you screwed me. You know, what's going on? Yeah, this which, this, this shit's telephone falling looks apart. like you just scream in the sky loud, yeah, loud yeah, enough. Yeah. And, you're gonna and then get all an of a sudden you see the hologram of Krang. <laughs> it is yeah. not very he's sexy. A, he's a lot like Simba's father in that regard. Yeah. He just comes yeah, from the so clouds. There, he and just yells, he separate. comes in. And then he's like, you know, what's going on? There's all this crap. And and even he's mad. Krang's mad at him, too. And Krang even says, you know, you might not be who I need. You know, I could always get Two-Face. I can get Bane, you know, kind of alludes to that. And he's like, really? You think I'm disposable? You think that I'm the worst? You know, this whole thing is coming apart. You're awful, too, whatever. And he's like, listen. All right, I'll stick with you. I'll give you this. It'll give you an army, but you have to use it at the right time. And it is a mother box, so he can end up opening up portals. And and you do see it by the end. But yeah, you you have them go to Ace Chemical then. And also there's an allusion, to a, a thing that's alluded to as well when Splinter's talking to Batman and kind of does say like there's others, you know, you have sons. You, you might have some others that'll team with you. Don't you remember anything like that? And he's like, nope. I just think that boy you saw before, that was just me. But yeah, you would expect that some of the Bat family will show up as well as this goes. Uh, but yeah, so they, they end up going to Ace Chemical to have this this big battle. And this is where, you know, all heck breaks loose and things like that, where they end up, they're trying to free Harley. She's there, you know, and, and all these other things going on. But yeah, it's a big ke- battle at Ace Chemical to try to get Joker to 
you know, remember who he is, he will not grab on to Batman. And in fact, when they go to grab, I think the play is he has a gauntlet, but he does kind of remember, but he doesn't care. Like Joker does remember, but the things are swirling in his mind. He does get thrown yeah. into the acid again. He gets thrown in the vat. Yeah, and he has a history of kind of remembering everything anyway, doesn't he? From yeah, a well, he, he's kind of a guy and... who kind of goes with the deal. I don't think that he did up until this point as much. I think that they were playing that he really didn't know as much possibly, but now he does. And he says, I have, yeah. you know, I have two worlds in my head, all these things going on. Uh, you know, you think that I'm that's going to make me good or help you? Because at one point he even thinks that Batman wants him to join him, uh, you know, maybe to take down Krang. But he's he's not into that either. Uh, so, yeah, you have all these things going on. And, uh, yeah, it, it's good. It's just Joker comes out. He opens up the mother box and then you have, you know, the people coming out. Uh, to help fight with him because now he's just Joker. Uh, but yep. yeah, like I said, it's not as fun as the others. The big thing, the big change here was Joker going back to being Joker. All right, whatever. The uh, Casey <laughs> Jones, like you said, it seemed a little quick to go, but then he didn't know as much. Uh, things like that. Uh, the the line that I love was when Sh- Shredder's yelling and he's like, "Listen, you think." that I would ever deal with imbeciles like anything. And you have April like, I hope he doesn't find out about the bebop and rock steady. <laughs> it was so funny right. in my mind. He's like, yeah. he's like, I don't deal with imbeciles in my ranks. He, can't, uh, can't wait till somebody fills him in on bebop and rock steady. <laughs> and then you have Alfred like, yep, people tend to be dramatic when they don't know. And I thought that was the funniest line in the whole issue. And, and I just, I hope then that we get Bebop and Rocksteady coming up, but uh, I don't know normal, how it's going to Instead play. of Crock Bebop and yeah, yeah, whatever that's what the I'm saying. I hope that it kind of turns back and they go back because I do want to see how he reacts to them, thinking that right now he's not going to deal with imbeciles and, and they are just that. And that was what I said. I didn't know anything about Bebop and Rocksteady before until me and you started dealing with stuff and talked about stuff because we even did some of those other turtle books when we were reviewing some other things on the site as well and i would ask you about things and stuff and you were pointing me remember that bebop rock steady oh, yeah. mini series yeah yeah the, uh, i ended uh, up uh, i forget rune history or go yeah, through the yeah. past I, or yeah i ended like up that. reading that and enjoyed it and stuff like that so yeah overall i think this is still good it's really if you are somebody who doesn't mind you know if you know anything about the turtles and you're a batman fan if you you know we're a dc podcast so i think you would be I think that this is almost towards a must read. If you want to read some enjoyable comics, it's really good. I like the multiverse twist that ended because it was the only way they could come back with a third volume is if they had a twist that would make sense to come back with. And this did do it. I actually did like it. And, And usually when you have each volume, each volume has that kind of, you know, a, a thing that they're going to stick with, whether it's going to be the Bat family coming to the Turtles universe and they're, you know, turned into like turtle characters, the opposite, things like that. Uh, and this, though, with the switch around having, you know, people not remember, I thought it was cool. And I do like this. I, I even like it made me laugh, too, when Batman ends up going to Harley and she's like, oh, I remember. And she she doesn't care, really. <laughs> she's just like, yeah. ah, I just want to, you know, get out of here. Uh, but, yeah, I, I thought this was good. What did you give it? Uh, I think I gave it a 7.8 or 7.5 on the set. I'm going to give it a 7.8. I like it a little more on a second read through. But, yeah, I, 
it, compared to the first three issues where, I mean, I was like around a nine and nine five because yeah. I was having so much fun with like the combination of everything going on. This, this is a little bit of a step back, but still, you know, it's a point we needed to take to get this story moving. And, and I'm sure, yep. you know, the other Batman that's trapped in the, the black and white turtles will be back in the next couple issues. What, so. When did you, what, what night did you review it? Did you, you reviewed uh, this Tuesday, Tuesday night, night. Right? Yeah. You, yeah, yeah. You're pretty, you're pretty tired when you reviewed it. Is that the case? Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was uh, my I'm first looking... day about to go back to work too. <laughs> I, I'm lo- I, you gave it a nine. You, you son of a did gun. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm looking at oh, it now man. because I knew you did. I just tweeted it out. I'm actually uh, close to you. I don't think that that's a, a wrong score. I'm actually at an eight yeah. five. I still liked okay. it, but yeah. You, you said that you thought it was down. This is the thing, though. I don't know. I don't you, know what you were at uh, nine you know, eights and nine fives before. Was this at? was yeah. this is one of your favorite books. So nine was a little down. I'm telling you, you said that, and I freaked out because I'm like, <laughs> oh no, like freaking James Tynan already hates us. And I ended up not uh, what's it called? I ended up uh, sending him the him. tweet. Yeah, I yeah. tagged him. I'm like, oh no. He's not going to yeah. like that. And I That's realized Tuesday, now. Tuesday, Brandon. You know, I've yep, grown. Tuesday, I've Brandon was, was I'm, all I'm positive. Seven, eight. <laughs> I was maybe on it about was... probably eight hours sleep since uh, the, that previous Wednesday. Yes. When, maybe when, it was uh, the Agents the of Atlas so. we just recorded. It got you a little negative with your scores there. Yeah. But yeah, I'm yeah, at an 8.5. I still really up. like this. It was one of my favorite reads this week. And it's a quick read. It's a fun read. I think that if you are a Turtles fan, you'll probably get even a little more out of it than I do. Because there's some little, you know, I'm sure there's Easter eggs that I don't quite get or I didn't think. But even without that, I really, really enjoyed it. I just think that this issue, because it's issue four, we we have this a lot in these six issue minis where issue four is usually the one that is the kind of let's slow down points yeah slow let's get the setup towards the you know five that starts ramping up and then six you get the big finale and with that in mind this is one of the better versions of a issue four you still got your moments i just thought that there was a little more things that you could play with instead of just rushing through like a casey jones and all of a sudden shredder was shredder you know, he's ready yep. to go as Shredder. And I thought that that was a little a little rushed, but uh, that's fine. But yeah, there you go. Nine out of 10 and now a seven. Yeah, what did you say? Seven, eight? No, seven, eight, I said, yeah. I thought you it gave up it. from the seven, five. I imagined I wrote yeah. on the actual yeah, review to a seven, eight. Gaming. Oh my, <laughs> but yeah, so that is that. Uh, thanks for joining me, Brandon. We're going to get back to some more stuff. Yo, it's mail call. It is the best podcast of we. No shame, such a freak. I've got to hear all the reviews and the mail with Jim. And I've got such a long way to go to make it to the end of the episode. First, I'll hear mail with Jim, now mail with Jim. All right, it's time for mail section number two, and that involves Dose. Walt Gate Tour, who says hello, up, Jim. Walt? Jamaican Jimmy says, why, hello, Jamaican Jim and European Eric. Hooray. You know why you're fancy, Eric? Because European. 
Hey, that didn't make sense. Just came back from the movies. Uh, Let the lady pick between Dora and Hobbs and Shaw. Unfortunately, she picked Dora, but it was actually a pretty good movie. Highly recommend it. Dora over Hobbs and Shaw, and Jess would have picked Hobbs and Shaw. Would you pick that? She can't wait to see that movie. Really? That's weird. Great scenes set up something very nicely. And if you want a movie to just sit back and have a good laugh, then go and see it. Had a vibe like the last Jumanji movie. I can see that. Yeah. Can you? See, I can see them doing a sequel or spinoff, but more centered from the show Legends of the Hidden Temple. I just back want that when show Nickelodeon to come back. was a great channel to go to. It did come back uh, recently. We had it on the pop culture. I will never watch it. That they were bringing. Well, <laughs> there you go. So happy I that, wish that would though. come back. It did. Not watching. I think that it was coming back. I remember something what coming up guts? and you going on. No, I told you, if you go and listen to the Guts theme, you will hear one Jim Werner. I was there when they were recording that theme, and I'm one of the people who yells Guts. I don't sing or anything. I just yell Guts. seems like a made-up story. No, it isn't. I was there when they recorded it in Pittsburgh. So there, take that, Eric. They just needed people, and we were recording a thing for our band. But they recorded in Anaheim. No, no, they didn't do the uh, the <laughs> song there. Uh, so when they were doing it, but they needed some extra people to yell guts. So everybody in the band just yelled guts. And yeah, and I, I might have said something that started with S and L in there, maybe. No, I didn't. Puts. Unfortunately, I have a... Yeah, really. Puts! I yell. Unfortunately, I have a bad feeling on the Are You Afraid of the Dark remake. Eric is looking forward to not watching that, right? I totally You'll never am. watch it. You'll never watch it. I don't even know what the hell is that. It, it, that would be the fun things is these are the things that I'll actually watch and then talk to you about. Definitely going to watch it when it comes out, but still worry about it, mainly because I watched half of the new run of all that and found it a bit political. Oh, my. Really? Is Good Burger coming back? Is, is that back? Also, from last week's episode. Tell me the Good Burger. The lightsabers at Disney's Galaxy's Edge. I have heard good reviews on coworkers who went to a sneak peek they and bought amazing. one. But still, two hundred dollars plus tax is yeah, a it's bit ridiculous. too much. It's <laughs> it almost like, like a Unicron. It's like a Unicron, right? <laughs> any any updates on Unicron? You got any of those, Eric? Uh, last time I looked, it was like twenty three hundred with twenty three days uh, left. But I think that was Thursday. Things are in big trouble with the yep. Unicrons. How about the uh, the uh, the Cookie Monster? How's that? That's doing pretty good. Oh yeah, you, you no, think the Cookie no. Monster that's going to do good? That no. ain't doing good. Uh, the land itself, one of the attractions they have up is awesome. The ride felt like you were actually entering the Millennium Falcon and some great special effects. I hope that before it started, it ended up kind of like powering down and then you punch it and then it goes, right? You need well, you, that. I'm telling you, you go on there with some other people and some people are pilots, some people are gunners and stuff like really? that. Or whatever. Are some people is, down below in the smuggle? I didn't yeah. think I'd smuggle myself. Do they say that? Is no, that no I, I didn't. That wasn't the thing. But the thing is, the guy that I was watching, the, who was like reviewing yeah. all this type of stuff, he wasn't allowed to film during. So you, I don't know what it yeah. actually looked like while you're in the cockpit. Okay. Oh, say that again slowly, please. It's funny. You were outside of it, and they yelled, that is the moon. That's what they yelled. You like that there, buddy? Oh, my. No, no. (laughs) Did try the blue and green milk, and well, never tried a grass smoothie, but if I did, pretty sure that is what the green milk tasted like. I actually had a green drink that I uh, used to drink way back when I thought I was going to be in shape and things like that back at my old job. And uh, was it made it out tasted, of uh, green lucky charm like mushrooms? Crap. No, it uh. was made of like wheat gr- switch grass and things. I don't know. I- I'm telling you, they just followed a guy mowing his lawn and just shoved it in. It was a powder. 
It was awful. It really was awful. The blue one, however, was sweet and tasted like a candy drink. That's it why did. that bat wanted it. You'd spit out regular candy drinks, you would. Eric, if you drank this in the land far, far away in a time from before, isn't that what they say in the crawl? I'm not that you've ever watched you, Star Wars. Maybe not. I end up always telling uh, my kids, hey, you want to watch Star Wars again? They're like, Dad, you always fall asleep when we watch it. I said, yeah, I need a nap. That's what I'm doing. I've seen them so many times. And then Look, they I'm trying get to put something on so you shut the fuck up and I yeah, can't take really, a nap. Yeah, I'm trying, <laughs> really, I'm trying to get you guys involved in something cool. Felt like it was a bit much for one person. Says that you. That, oh, he said, for the blue milk. I thought you yeah, meant like the milk. galaxy's edge, the entire d- d- attraction. It's too much no, attraction for one he, person. It's, it's a, he thinks he's one Michael Jackson. He's renting the whole place out for himself <laughs> like a big rock. That's, that's what I would do too. These are the things that if I had money, that's what I'd be doing, yeah. renting out things, right? And then not going because that's usually what would happen. I'd end up renting it out for the like day it. and then get lazy. And I just have it like that. Turns out they laugh. have a Rocky Marathon on TV. I'm going to watch. Yeah, really. Yeah. Hey, by the way, they they got a hold of me, and Sci-Fi is not going to stop their Battlestar Galactica marathon just because I'm going over to that attraction, Eric. So oh they, well. Uh, but yeah, so I, I think that that would be what I I do. What Elvis did, and I fly to different cities Die and on the weird gotcha. stuff. I die on the toilet. Also, do some karate moves in a kick-ass jumpsuit. I mean, I'm dressed like Captain Marvel Junior. too. Captain Marvel Junior. I'm telling you, that's evil Knievel if I ever saw one. I think that he ended up saying he loved Captain Marvel and then saw a picture of evil Knievel doing karate moves. There you go. The Rock of Eternity was coming out of his ass. That's why he died. Dress like what, Captain Marvel Jr. Toilet? and do karate moves while I'm doing whatever I what want. Captain that Marvel Jr.? Like why, why do you think he was intrigued by I him? don't know. It's such a weird idea. Freddie Freeling. I'm like, all right. Well, you got Billy Batson over here, but you want Captain Marvel Jr. I do the Captain Marvel. Red is not my color. That's what he said, Eric. Maybe that was it. He's like, listen, I don't even know Shazam going on now. Now on to the comics. All I can say is I'm glad I'm reading Marvel as well, because if I was reading just DC, I'd be getting more and more depressed each week. Not if you're reading old DC like me. Epic burn, Eric. You've been burned. I, you've been walk-gatered. I always look forward right. to Doomsday Clock, Outsider, Shazam, and Teen Titans, but half of that list is like a drunk father. Teddy! Man. Someone I see once in a while and doesn't show up till four months later. Four months. I mean, that's a good time for you. Hate how much people are praising Tom King's Batman just because it's a Batman book. I'm telling you, the tides, they are a turning. Uh, You know, what did the the moon shift or something? Because these tides are getting wacky. moon. Yeah, (laughs) that is no moon, is what they say. At least, no, they said it was. Now I messed up my joke. <laughs> you messed me up. Like, that's no moon. It's just a fat ass is what they say. How do you like that one? How do you like that one there? Blue milk? You're there with the blue milk. Like, what is this, an appetizer? Where's the rest? I, they had those eating challenges. And there is not an eating challenge that you have heard of or seen that you think is not an appetizer. You end up with some of these things. You're like, really? That's like just getting started is what you say. Uh, same with me though we should go me and you eating challenges throughout the the nation did you end up going to that chinese restaurant last night no we ended up going to the regular one and it was crap me and ethan went nobody else would want to go we ended up seeing this new buffet or it's not new it's old but it's in another town well it's in another town we've never went and i thought that'd be nice and we were going to go to the mall afterwards and and rafe rafe and logan bailed 
And then Ethan said, you know, we could go to ours. And he was going to, he had to work at four. So he ended up having to go real quick. And so you had no time at all. I ended up having a stomach ache. And Ethan was yelling and screaming about how he hates the new doctor. That was basically the whole deal. And then all I got was, her her sonic screwdriver is made from a spoon he kept yelling i'm like all right i hate how much people are praising tom king's batman let me tell you about how the world is daddy also ethan is just not very good a guy to take to a buffet he barely eats anything and it infuriates me Uh, he hates how much people are praising tom king it's just a lot of people aren't anymore at least give me a reason why you enjoy a lot of people are unfortunately if bendis is on the book next won't be that much better though his batman universe is pretty good Not taking his dialogue whenever he writes Batman. Hopefully Tom Taylor takes over Superman then. How dare you? His two dream books at DC would be Green Arrow and Black Canary. And also Superman is Tom Taylor. He says uh, that would be awesome. Lately been thinking about Sideways and curious when next time he will pop up. Maybe he'll pop up when there's something to talk about while I'm on Eric's lap. Right, Eric? What? Isn't that the joke? Whether a cameo scene in a comic or in the Young Justice TV show, I don't need any more sideways. I really don't. I was talking to Tom uh, Felrath in the Slack as well. Ethan Avery all the way. We were talking about how you have Dan DiDio and he's complaining and he's like, Everybody wants to look back at the old books and not buy the new ones, but yet I'm going to do a Forever Men and and the the Metal Man book. Oh, my. (laughs) Anything he does, though, (laughs) is goes back. And then he's like, well, he did, you know, spearhead the New Age of Heroes. And I said, a lot of those were actually older characters that they revamped as well. Well, even Damage was an old character that was was. redone. So was Brimstone. So you end up having those redone. Also, they were ripping off Marvel with it. It wasn't exactly That's all it really was. Yeah, kind of wish we saw a giant splash page of many people getting Lex's offer. Good guys, bad guys, middle guys, fat guys, kids that like rocks, Eric. Kids who climb on rocks, I got you. Yeah, yeah, you got it. We see Derek getting the offer and Lex offering something to help bring back his mom or say how his mom really isn't but sometimes dead. derek dead is better dead is better derek but yeah i wouldn't mind that and then tempest fugionaut will show up and say hey you can't make those riffs until you do and then next thing you know we have the What's money fugionaut showing up and coming up he's sh- showing up in the flash book the wally west flash forward he's part That's of the big right. flash forward i'm like really tempest fugionaut <laughs> oh, fuck me. and people are sitting there like oh man i can't wait to see him again oh, really we liked him. We thought he was funny, but really, I'm not. I'm begging him to come to the party. The Fugionauts, you know, Jim. Yeah, you know of the Fugionauts. Could see J- Jason teaching Derek, or, or somehow we see Derek fighting Duke for some reason. Yeah. And huh? he's, uh, he's stepping out. He's stepping out What's with sideways. Really, well, what you end up, I don't know. He should be mad about Gotham Girl. They're getting married, you see. <laughs> I've heard that. I, I end Just up. Just like uh, wrong turn and his girl. Sideways, he's there. And That's it would be week. one of those. I want Lex to be a wishing genie, not just I'm offering you something. I want the wishes and I want them to be <laughs> just. Be a genie. <laughs> I do. I want them to come out. <laughs> he comes out. And I want the whole thing is that Derek just wishes that. Uh, Ernie didn't just wear pajamas all the time. There, case closed. He's done. I kind of wish she did because she got away from that after she won. I know she did. I like. I Ernie. love that. I loved Ernie. I did like Derek. I liked Sideways until it got wacky, and it got wacky until when Dan DeDio went wacky. Up. Yeah, he got all wacky with that. Uh, yeah. Now, do you the- realize because you made me re- remember this with your talk there about you know weddings and whatnot that yeah. next week, Wrong Turn and his girl are getting married on this day. Oh a week from my. Now. Are they? Are we going to have a, a special August remote? 17th. I don't know. Maybe we should go and crash it because I know what's happening. 
Yeah, we could crash it. We'll crash it with video, or should we just get audio of us doing a play-by-play? Or he was we real- could do a video and just take the he audio. Was, he was. That's true. I guess. I <laughs> we, guess they. Guy's a living man. These, t- these times we live in. Uh, he ended up saying that you were going to ruin his wedding. That's why you weren't invited, which really much offended him. you. And now we should go and ruin it. I haven't it. talked to him in five months, but uh, now because yeah. you said that that one time, yeah. I am so angry. You I will really do upset. what you said. It was funny. He what said that about. You, but he never said anything about why I wasn't invited. Though he has tried to <laughs> no, call you occasionally, and he is, tried to get a hold of I me as well. I would be invited if he didn't think I'd ruin it. You just were never invited. Yeah, I just wasn't invited. I, I didn't talk uh, horror movies with him. You know what I used to do? Just you know, stupid things like give him life advice and Still tell him to pot? calm down. No, I was the one who ended up telling him to calm down. I didn't have, you don't have to stir a pot that's always boiling. Yeah, you know, or maybe you should. <laughs> I really uh, think he you was should. Always, he was always, I did, I was going to do a little uh, wrong turn on Friday. We were working on Friday and I ended up doing a job that he ended up doing sometimes. And you told me, oh, you have to blare your music and put your hoodie up so that yeah. you're pissed. Because when Wrong Term was pissed, Hoodie came up and we're like, oh, no, he's pissed. What happened now? I do miss some of the things with him. Don't miss him in general. It was a lot no. of nonsense and caused us a lot of problems at work, though it was happy times on the podcast, but it, it kind of equaled Star out. is born. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Him and He doesn't Jess. even know he was a has-been. No. Him and Lady <laughs> Jessica, both of them stars. Yeah, there you go. Had potential, but execution done poorly, saying about uh, Derek. Well, that's it for now, folks. But before I go, if you could only have one thing for the rest of your life, which would it be? Waffles, pancakes, or French toast? If you don't pick waffles, then be like Doomsday Clock and be gone for five months. And you know I'm not picking no waffles. I know it. I, I'm, I'm going to pick French toast. I'm and I'm going to pick French toast all the time with that because I think that you can kind of change it up a little. You know, you can add you know, a couple things. No, no, you, you can get, also you make get a sandwich French with toast. It. That's it. Yeah, I'm telling you, though, it, then you get straight up waffles. So are, do we get syrup or anything yes. on them? Or you just because I'm going to say, if we're going to go straight up. Waffles are about the most generic thing ever. Pancakes get soggy. French toast is the superior of all. No, it doesn't because it gets way soggier than freaking pancakes. It's cooked and it's fried on the outside like that with egg that keeps it from ending up getting soggy for the most part. You end up having a non-soggy piece of pancake with a French toast. Waffles will be the least soggy. They're bullshit. And nobody, and I'm telling you, I hate them. And really, I'd rather I, I have would, pancakes over French toast too. The hell with your French toast. Yeah, I'm telling you, I hate pancakes. I can't stand them. Take I hate that, Frenchie. waffles. I hate waffles. I don't really like French toast. I'm made to pick uh, one of these three. They're fucking all nonsense. Turns out Jim's just not a breakfast man. No, no, I like breakfast. I'd have an omelet over any of this nonsense. This stuff That's is just bullshit. <laughs> You know what it is? It ain't an omelet. Plus, that's I mean, really, bullshit. why would I do so- something that's so high in carbs, Eric? I'm, I'm watching my figure. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> yes, but yeah, I, I don't like either. And and really, if you're eating pancakes, times are tough is what I've learned. That ends up being what, what you eat when the times are tough there. When when one girl so ended up getting laid off. So you a lot of pancakes off, at home right well, now? Yeah, always. One lady got <laughs> laid off at work the one time, and I was sad because I said, she's going to go home to her little girl, and they're going to start eating pancakes. And they're, Why are we eating pancakes all the time, Mama? 
And that's times are tough, baby. Mama's working hard. She's trying. She's trying. Mama tried to get a new job, but she was let go today. Mama wasn't trying that hard, though. She kind of did deserve to get laid off. She was doing weird things in the parking lot during breaks and things. (laughs) Weird (laughs) weird enough, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, really. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe she should have invited some more people. Weird inverted feet that were always pointed inwards at each other. She had some weird times. Old duck feet. She she did have some some weird times. Then all of a sudden, she decided that she wanted to spend all her money not on food for a little baby. She ended up getting spray tans. That seemed to be, Mama, why are you no longer tanning with the pancakes? Shut up, baby. I'm working hard. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. I got to get back to work and get back to that parking lot for some extra money. Wink, wink. I don't know why I'm winking at you, baby, but it will go with that. I know what you mean, Mama. Yeah, she knew. She knew. <laughs> oh, yes. That was back when we had tons of people working at our work. That ain't the case anymore. Now we have deep thinkers. He told me that again the other day. And I oh, wish God, I could remember. Why are you like, up with this bullshit? I don't know. He said something, and it made no sense. And he doesn't he was talk deep, to me anymore. What he was deep thinking, it really wasn't that deep thinking. And it didn't make sense, and he didn't know what a word was. I, I forget. I, I actually think I was like, well, you know, then I had to be Mr. Deep Thinker. And I'm God, like, well, you know. That is, I, and I forget what I said. It, it was one of those like, a, well, there is a schism between those two. <laughs> I'm like, and he's like, I don't understand that. I'm like, oh, deep thinker. How dare you? But he's not as fun as Wrong Turn. It wouldn't be no. things that we could give. Like us doing stuff with him wouldn't be very fun. So we can't do that. So that's done, Eric. But yeah, that's the end of the mail sections. That's the end of the mail in general. We're going to go off to two more books that are going to end the podcast. I just want to hear Jim's voice and not hear Eric Shane. I want to hear Jim's reviews. Hear Jim's reviews of DC. Right, and here we are to finish up the podcast. A little laid back, Eric Shea. You, you over Better there? Pick Eric? up the fucking pace right here because we're about to go to 12 parallel worlds with 12 back. green lanterns. No, man, I'm magic ring, baby. I'm keeping it cool. Uh, Daddy-o. I don't go with the weed. I'm telling you, that, that is such a weird line. I don't agree with to. the weed. I don't trust the weed. I, I actually think that when we get into this, too, because we're going to be talking the Green Lantern number 10 and then follow that with Deathstroke to finish up the podcast. But when we get to the Green Lantern in a couple seconds from now, I, I'd laugh because you have Grant Morrison talking the old, you know, almost like the daddy-o type, you know, hey, chill, man. And it, it seems just wrong. It doesn't. It seems like an old guy trying to you remember. Mean like because- a man out of time. But he he is kind of going with what would be that sort of guy from his time frame. You know what I mean? Like he's thinking back and yet he seems to have forgotten what those people, because it doesn't sound right. It it sounds off. Uh, But I do like they're fighting the blue meanies at one point from the Yellow Submarine (laughs) universe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, (laughs) That's like the blue meanies who have been jokerized. 
Yeah, it made me laugh when, when that happened. But just some of the dialogue with the magic ring is coming. Hey, Daddy O, watch out! You're gonna you're gonna mess up my smooth. I'm like, oh, what the hell is he talking about? Uh, but we're gonna get into that right away. Should we get right you into know, it's, it? It's you have any other things to talk about? Is what it is. That's what I'm saying. It's like Maynard J. Krebs over there, but yet he hasn't watched Dobie Gillis in a while, and he's trying to channel no, that. It's, it's, just it's, it's Dobie Gillis done today, and still the Dobie Gillis. Yes. Style. Seems weird. Hey, bro, don't throw shade, Daddy. Oh, you know, you know that. No, it's just like it's it right. just the world I'm I want to live in. It seemed just slightly off, but it made me laugh. It did make me laugh. But we're going to get into this. We're going to start off with the Green Lantern number ten, which means Eric, we have to go to the oath. Brightest day and brightest night. No evil escape my sight. No war threats. Evil mites. Beware of my power, green's light. Oh, a star is born, Eric. <laughs> oh, my. That Has it always me. sounded like that? For some reason, yeah, it sounded yeah. different this time than it no, ever has probably in my mind. because we haven't really done it on with this new recording deal, because we used to only use it with Reggie. It was probably when we were on Skype. You're probably hearing it in high fidelity is what you're hearing. Oh, my God. Because that it is the regular like deal. <laughs> That's the regular deal. And that, that took me an hour to get him to even say that much. But it is the Green Lantern number 10, written by Grant Marson, art by Liam Sharp, Steve Olaf, and Tom Orzachowski. Well, I've not been down with Grant Morrison's run. Down means, you know, good, Eric. On Green Lantern, this issue, Daddy-O, is one of my favorites of this run. That's not saying it's great, though. It's still way out there with tons of continuity issues and wacky names being thrown at the reader. (laughs) Bro. But to me, it was fun. If Morrison is going to be his crazy self, I guess a story with multiversal Lantern Corps going on an adventure is about the best I can expect. And that's kind of where I am with this. That I think overall... The story itself, and this is what I've, it's been driving me nuts with Grant Morrison on this run. And pretty much we heard earlier where Jay from Canada said it's not his Green Lantern. And I'm seeing more and more people say that. And it seems that the people who want to support this book are more Morrison fans than necessarily, you know, Green Lantern fans. But we have some Green Lantern fans out there, but it's getting less and less. And they're trying to convince people, you know, hey, jump on. The thing is, most of the stories, like this story that we get here, is pretty basic except for how it's painted. You know, it's it's almost it's going into basic, a room. Except for that annual really screwed me up and I forgot what the hell yeah. was happening before. Well, and, and so like I'm saying, you go into a room in a house and the walls are painted white and you have a desk there. Grant Morrison realizes, I don't want to have a room like that. So you go in, it's got a strobe light, it's got, you know, this and that and things, and he's painted a fake doorway that you run into the wall in. I mean, everything is there to kind of confuse you out of the way of saying, oh, this is just a room. And that's all this is. So if you sit there and you read and just go into it, and I see him, this is me desperately trying to jump on board a book that I want to like every book. So the way I can get on with this is to say, all right, let me see what cool characters there are. Let me see what they're doing. Is it neat? Is it kind of cool? Is it neato, daddy-o, with the, what they're doing? And I think it is. And I think that where he got me was right away, brah, uh, because you start out. I'm totally right. <laughs> I know. Well, neither is he. But you, you start out with getting a little background of these other lanterns. It's it's not a lecture. It's not enough for me to go off and, and write a post about the magic lantern as if I know everything there is. Well, that's the thing but is it's because enough to go it is kind of with. like that. 
I like, like it. At though. First, when we start out with flashlight, it is breaking down all of flashlight's powers yeah. and how the flashlight itself has different settings for its power. But when we move on to the other lanterns, we kind of move past that and just kind of see what they are up to at any given time. And I don't mind that because what you're seeing is, yeah, you have the flashlight, and that's going to be something that goes because he actually uses it then to teleport later and you have things going on. So he wants to, wants you to know about the flashlight. Uh, you go to the, you know, magic lantern and the magic ring deal. And, you know, you got the hippie verse, you have the blue meanies there on roller skates, like, you know, manship, it looks like, <laughs> you know, and even construct deals where it's almost like, I'm telling you, if it's me, that is definitely a blue meanies, Coupled with some of the wacky animation from like a Monty Python, where you have all those, you know, construct oh, yeah. things, that, you know, so it's cool. You end up having the Guru Jaws, who's like, hey, man, what's up, dude? The Celestial Hotline. So you're getting at least a tone. What's up is what's going down, yeah. Magic Baby. And, and I think that with that, super heavy I think negative it's vibrations. Also, Liam Sharp's having a ball with that page. So, you know, you're having fun. It's not going to be, hey, and, and a lot of these things, that's the thing. A lot of these things where I think that, you're kind of thrown off a little is the idea that some of these are lanterns that you'll have to go back to the sixties to read about. A lot of them are just Grant Morrison's things from the multiversity where you just have to go back to that. They're mentioned, they have appearances, things like that. And so a lot of times I think it's going to confuse people of like, they're going to be searching out some things that aren't going to be able to be found, things like that. And he doesn't spell out a lot. So you are kind of left at points with your head spinning, but I don't mind it. The lanterns in my mind, the lanterns in my mind are not the worst part of this. When you get like the super watch team and people like yeah. strong woman and, and stuff that, like that, that and seems like Hyperman, it's a little too much, right? When it you seems like an back extra before, That is too much because they don't do anything with them. They just say they're out there. These are characters that you might have to look up them because they barely did anything. Yeah. They haven't been mentioned in 20 years. But like I, for, when we had this at the beginning of this arc, we had these you know, super watch out in space that they're just space characters for our Earth. And then Superwoman, I mean, a uh, strong woman shows up here just to talk to House. So he has somebody he has recognized. I'm like, it's such a weird thing. Like, all right, you're talking like you know this person, but I have no idea who the hell you're talking about. Yeah, you know, like yeah. this whole thing. And, like, hey, and, strong girl. It's strong woman. Now, not on my watch yeah, because they, I don't well, know who they the hell knew you each are. other then. They, they seem to know each other from before. So, and that's the thing. I don't know all the lore and things like that when you end up having these people kind of meet and things. And he, he does make it so that if you are interested, you want to go off and see how that is, see what's going on with it. Um, but a lot of it, like I said, is window dressing you end up and all this leads into because it is the flashback to lead into when you ended up having flashlight and you know the magic ring well, and the magic Green lantern show up. gathered together to well, take on even the before Ad- that Man. it's where they ended up going to get you know how jordan and, and that yeah. when they showed up at the end there and then they end up going getting that going into the bleed after they have him and then they end up in this and i've never seen the bleed deal. look like this but this is a real cool psychedelic yeah. freaking kind of thing that they have going on here almost like you know liquid metal moving against vibrations the way they like yeah. liam sharp jaws because the thing is after we had that last annual last week i realized that i am not the biggest fan of liam sharp anymore i really used to love him when he was on with greg rucka on wonder woman but everything he's been doing here has really been hit or miss for me and besides for this little bit here with this strange far out there freaking you know bleed that they are showing i'm like yeah i could pretty much tell like you know leave this you know behind and actually get the annual wasn't him so that was where i was saying that some people might be off from that annual and a lot of people didn't like the annual which i i liked enough uh but yeah so you go here 
And basically the whole idea of this is that they end up having this, you know, multiversal lantern core where they get together and it's pretty cool. And if you go and look into these things and that's the thing he's assuming, I guess that you will, because some of the cool moments is just them being there. You know, when you have the just imagine Leonard Lewis from Earth Six, that's a really yeah. cool touch. It's not played out very well, though. It's not really spelled out. So this is some well, of these I things. I actually where- got really worried at one point when they talked about these other worlds and stuff like that, like the, never being mentioned. But just bringing up, you know, the Alan Scott of Earth Two that we haven't seen in the Earth Two people in a long time. Yeah. That he has been missing ever since looking at, after these things. And I'm like. What, what what does that mean for the rest of this whole thing? Yeah. Because we have not seen anything of Earth 2 in so long. And the idea that this one Green Lantern, who I would love to see again, is just missing. Like, why would you even bring that no. up? That's kind of yeah. like a, just a kick to the Guess face. Guess that's why he's missing. But yeah, you even have Cairo, the Kid Lantern there. And, you know, from later on in the Batman Beyond deal Batman and stuff Beyond, like that. Yeah. So that's cool. You have the, you know, the Tangent Universe tangent Lantern Green that Lantern. ends up yeah. coming up later. And that's one of my favorites. I love her. And she has the Living Lantern. And when that ends up being destroyed... She does age, and by the end, that's what happens. He's right on with the stuff. I mean, he knows these characters. I just don't think a lot of other people do. And I, you know, when you had that beginning, we don't do enough with them. Well, you have that beginning where you are spelling out flashlight and magic lantern and stuff like that. I thought that that was pretty cool. And I wish, and and again, you can say that. With that, I could go back to the multiversal handbook, but that's kind of what this, when you end up having this, that's more of what I want than a story because the story itself, like we said, is very basic. I mean, we're talking about this. We're almost done because there's not a lot happening. It's a lot of people standing around talking, saying things and throwing out names that to me throw people off. And it ends up not – it is color. It is him adding flavor to it. But I think it's also going to throw some people off, uh, especially as you get, you know, strong woman and things, strong girl. Now she's strong woman. You have that. You end up having – Ugo, the conscious planet. And I think that a lot of people wouldn't know what this is and would no, think. No, there's no reason and, for well, you to. Well, they wouldn't know that this is a callback to what was the precursor to Mogo. And most people will think that this is a ripoff of Mogo. Well, it's not. It was original. If you do see, and I said to look, the cool thing about it is there is a continent that's the Hal Jordan Green Lantern continent that he's right there on the right side with his arm extended. That's kind of a cool thing. But they're ending up where that is going to be the home base for this, you know, multiversal lantern core. And and I like that. I think that that's pretty cool. But you're just kind of going through this with a lot of things thrown at you. Uh, when the big story and the big story you want to see is, hey, get to it. Get to this adventure. Go off to Earth 15 because you're on, you know, you're searching for Carol Ferris of Earth 11. Which seems She's weird gone because missing. This, is the gen- this is the gender switch, the universe. And having a star sapphire be Carol Ferris seems weird to me. Like it should be a, a guy in my mind for me yeah, because it's, it's the gender swap but universe. But it, it's a weird deal because... Because even them, them saying that weird throw in of, hey, you know, how do you keep these universes, you know, together? 11, 15, what does it all mean? Eh, we just kind of go with what the Guardian said, but, you know, we do. And the, that, the, that the kind monitors. of annoyed me, or the monitors, that kind of annoyed me. 
uh, you know, oh, that's monitor classification to keep things simple. But, you know, nobody c- could agree on Earth One. So you're just kind of playing with things. And I, I don't know. Well, everybody you wants to be up, Earth One when they find out there's a multiverse. Well, yeah. well that's but what no, they're playing no, with no, then. So whatever that. Earth One Earth. is, then it zero. screws things. It ends up screwing up the whole process and, and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, and I, I want to point out when we talk about continuity, and this is something I wanted to start with. When we talk about continuity, and especially you getting angry and you getting very angry at this book, the idea that you say, well, hey, Eric and Jim, you know, Tom King messes up continuity and these people mess up continuity. And there's a thing that we never really fully spelled out. We did in the Patreon and I did also in the Slack is that the idea that Grant Morrison doesn't mess up the flashpoint into the new 52 into the rebirth continuity he plays with everything and that includes pre-crisis stuff and then you start getting really wacky that's the problem is a lot of people will open up the continuity and things like that but there are some continuities that really you know aren't played with a lot and he ends up just throwing them willy-nilly so you don't know what's going on you don't know how things work out and so what he's doing here as well like i said when you end up seeing ugo and you're like oh is that new or old he starts making your head spin because you don't know where to look what to think where to go but at that point I'm at the point where I'm like, whatever, I'm just going to go with it. And if it ends up having a neat story that I can get behind, it's not there yet because we really only start the story. But like I said, the idea of these multiversal lanterns going to find the cosmic grail, that's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool concept. And hopefully as we go, we get to see more more of these lanterns. Because the thing is, we have a whole idea the antimatter universe is like kind of bleeding through and causing problems like we had with the Qua Man and stuff like yeah. that. And if they're like, when they talk about the multiverse itself, like they have a good discussion about it, like, you know, the, like the monitor designations yeah. and the idea, like, here's the map of the multiverse. And they even mentioned the seven the, unknown what, worlds that we've been wondering exactly, about. That's the thing is. Like, I think Multiversity came out in 2013, and yeah. I've been wondering ever since that yeah. point what these seven unknown worlds are. And the idea here is that they may never get named, like, as a. Uh, no, as they one might guy not even here, be I real worlds. They, yeah, I, they might I be cosmic. I think they might be cosmic support yeah. structures. I'm like, well, that doesn't do anything for me. Even the well, idea that we have all these other things that we're trying to that play out. with. The things that we're playing with right now, like Naomi's home world, this new earth and stuff like that, no. that would needs to be one of these seven that are unnamed because it doesn't match anything that we've seen so far. So like, why would you have these seven things unless you are opening this up to a cosmic level, a, like crisis event kind of I mean, thing? That's what well, I you think do have an anti-matter Holocaust situation. That, yeah, but I don't I, think you have that in this. No, not here. But I think that maybe what Grant Morrison has been told he can do, because this almost seems like the beginning of him tearing down his multiversity, getting rid of it, maybe changing it up. Like if they're going to end up rebooting at some point that he knows of later on, because you end up having these 12 issues, then there's going to be a break. And then he has another 12 going after this break that he's going to take. So we're still a year or so away from this ending. And maybe this is the start of him Tearing, you know him. I mean, he has Damian Wayne. Everybody finally loves the kid, and then he kills him. I mean, that's what he likes to do. He likes to burn things down. He likes to destroy him. And maybe it's one of those that they're like, listen, we're going to reboot. We're going to do all these things. The multiverse is going to change. Do you want to do anything? Because it is his. I mean, this multiversity pretty much set up the multiverse as his. And then maybe that's going to be what's going on here. I think that the idea that they bring up those unknown worlds means that they are a little more 
more than what they're saying here as these support structures uh, and even as support structures, maybe their worlds that if those end up, those seven end up going down, then the whole thing goes apart. And they, But they don't seem to be sure. They're locked away. They can't get to them. But just him bringing that up out of nowhere, I think it might be a little more important than them. It is a double-edged sword for me because I am angry that we will not be able to get to see what these worlds are, but I never even thought about the idea where we have, you know, the 52 worlds mapped out and stuff like that, or 53, including Earth Zero. But the idea that we have all these, like, say, the Flashes all show up in the friggin', you know, the House of Heroes to have a like committee, or even the Green Lanterns here and stuff like that. The idea that we would have these worlds that people couldn't get to, but the the thing that we we never talked about that idea, like, why are these worlds unlike known? If like you know, we have Flashes who go across and like um, traverse the multiverse, why wouldn't we know about these things? Or like, why wouldn't anybody? Well, so if they I mean, are something more, that does they might make be sense something to me, so more. I do. We'll have to find because they say that the monitors lock them up, that they're locked and in. Accessible, so they remained unmapped, and the monitors left no way to reach them. You might think that they might be and the an thing emergency. Is not even monitors anymore. Yeah, I'm saying, but then that's it makes it even worse because now they're. It's almost like they had the keys, now they're gone, and now you have no way to get there. And I think that maybe what they're playing with is eventually they're going to have to go to those. Eventually, you'd have to find what those are, and maybe those are almost like you'll end up at the ed- edge of the universe, and you'll see this big glass panel say, "When multiverses in danger break glass, Eric," and then you get those. That's that's what happens. And but I'll it kill seems everybody. like it's, it seems like it would be like an emergency system that's set up, and that's why they don't know. I'm just saying to bring it up out of nowhere when he really doesn't have to. And, and you know him. He he's not just like, oh man, Eric Shea and all these people are upset about it. He don't he give didn't a have shit to bring about all flashlights of it. powers I either. Think, I know, but he wants to because then later you have him use the flashlight to teleport everyone. I think that he ended up having to do that, so you know that that flashlight actually works as something like that. I actually think that that's played out pretty well there because he ends up using it. Uh, I think that him throwing out those unknown worlds are so that people remember that there were those uh, because it's been something that's been under your skin since that and the idea that we haven't gotten them and then we end up having people introduce things or change things because as we go to earth 15 you ended up having sam humphreys pretty much throw a wrench into that during rebirth where it was the earth and it could end up being destroyed because of that anyway i'm telling you it could have been the whole thing where this is volthoom's homeworld and he was the i don't think that grant morrison is playing anything that went with sam humphreys though he's just going with this weird thing when we started flashpoint though like from flashpoint onto the new 52 because we did have Earth 15, which was a perfect Earth at one point, but now it's devoid of life. Because before we had Superboy Prime destroy this world. So the idea this oh, it was always strange to me as well with the rest of the multiversal stuff. But the idea that we had this one world that seemed to kind of carry over from when we had Flashpoint into the New 52, where this destruction of Superboy Prime seemed to go over. But if you want to tell me that Volthoom went and did this, I'm like, okay, that at least explains something for me. But it always felt odd Sam Humphreys telling that story because it never really seemed to go anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm hoping that a lot of these things that he's, you know, dropping out there, the unknown planets, things like that, are so that people remember so that when we do get to them, they're like, oh, yeah, I remember them saying this instead of, like you said, multiversity was a while ago. And to actually yeah. even, you know, assume that everybody's read it is one thing. But I'm still to remember, waiting for the second multiverse to yeah, be talked really. about. I mean, they we're waiting for that. But yeah, so I think that that was thrown out there for a purpose. Where's the empty um, hand, Jim? I don't know. Hey, really, I need something that's not the empty hand coming up. You, you know what I'm saying, Eric? Oh, my. Getting sexy. You end up yeah, sometimes Jess, Jess comes home from work and she's like, what are you doing? You're like, oh, my God. And she's like, boy, you have the empty hand. Oh, my. 
<laughs> millipeder, what? Eric, is what she means. But yeah, so you go oh, and you, you end up going penis, off. Gotcha. You end up going off to Universe Zero, and you have you know by the master algorithm, and you have and this is where. All right, you, you know I, I could deal without you know some of this stuff. It, it it starts getting a little wacky when all I want to see are the lanterns going off in their adventure. This does continue. Dude, if stuff they want to explain seen. stuff to me that actually makes sense for what he's done before, I'm like, I'm all about yeah. it. I don't think we spent enough time talking now about that because I have a lot of I'm questions. I'm telling you, the super comrades, I can kind of you know, and then you see Volcano Head. They're looking for Hal Jordan. Oh, that part. Yeah, like I, don't, that. I, don't, yeah. I, don't, I thought you. I thought you were talking about the lanterns all getting in. When you have the super watch and all no, this stuff, like the super yeah, watch, I'm like. Have, you're too you much hyperman there and the other green lantern core members that i don't care about that like grant morrison wants to use for his series yeah. i'm like just talking shit on each other i'm like yeah, maybe yeah I, don't I, need this I really story. don't need that that actually is the part that kind of like i want to see more use a little more to Great explain the lantern beard there, you know i mean clutching the I know superwoman that, yeah. of starlin i know that the uh, hand. i know that grant morrison isn't a guy who's gonna have like a character show up and like who is that well hal jordan let me explain but you have all all of these characters around and it wouldn't have been kind of nice for them to explain who they are, what they are, things like that. But they do end up having these portals. They end up explaining that slightly where you do have, you know, power. You have all these things going on. You have where you're going to go between these multiverses. And it's weird that you need these. Um, the transmatter cube. Yeah. You have this. You, you don't really, I guess you need them, but you, it, to me, it was just a little bit too much where they're like, okay, we'll jump here. There's a cube. We're going to have these between you have a superimposed object presents all the realities in space and time. I'm like, ah, whatever. It's, it's a portal. And when you go Calm through, down, you get Evan, to where you're going to go. Let's just go That's all I right. need. I need them to say, Hey, <laughs> if we go through this right now, it's set to go to earth 15. All right, I'm in. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, that's all I need. But they go through, and you do have this team go through, and you have a couple jokes. You you end up having magic lanterns just there for the jokes. Uh, Magic ring. Hey, hey there. Oh, uh, yeah. What's going on there, bro? You know, this is a uh, a uh, a Batman universe that you'd really like. It's so dark and nonsense. Uh, but yeah, they end up then being, uh, you know, raising the dead. You do have the tangent, the tangent, uh, the tangent lantern who can do that. She raises the dead and talks to the Trinity, who basically says, "Get the hell out." And they're like, "Oh, we're we're seeking the Grail. Is that what we need?" It to holds get? poison. Like, yeah, it, it holds darkness. It holds like quote, I don't want this cosmic Grail. Get out of yeah. town. Yes. Yeah, so Illusion. And then you end up having her get the lantern smash from off panel, which does end up making her just age immediately to death. And then you have this guy never to leave this place. Come close companions of the living lantern. The night ahead is long and dark. And I have a tale to tell. And I'm like, are we going to do one of these things again, like in the ring, telling tales? Because I don't need that. I don't want to tell a uh, tale. But it's pretty cool cliffhanger. It has me excited. But yeah. This guy, uh, really into cardio. We're swimming or something like yeah. that. The thinnest dude you've ever seen. Look at that. 28 oh yeah pack. yeah i like it but yeah so with this there are things that i enjoyed i i like the you know uh the lantern batman when he's in his universe of earth 32 oh, yeah. where we end up having you the, the you got the combination of all these characters so yeah. you have the combination of king shark and the penguin yeah, it's just crazy. called the shark mug yeah, i like that cool. idea that, i want to see end more up of that having one. the construct uh, the construct of alfred which was pretty cool stuff like that I, I did like you know i did like all the other things going on you know with magic lantern magic 
magic ring. He calls him magic lantern at the one point, which is mm-hmm. maybe a little off, but uh, yeah, I, I liked it. I, I like this in general. It's just, there's a lot of other things just heaped on top that gets me confused, you know, and, and doesn't really make it a very easy to follow story. Even though once you I'm read it, I have times, the hardest time reading this. I'm telling you, this is the most basic kind of, you know, through story that we have had, I think in my mind, which makes it one of the most yeah, enjoyable, that's why I liked but it. Yeah. even reading this, I found myself confused with what they're saying. For some reason, it always seems like I'm reading things in circles. Like I never move on from what we're doing. And by the time I get done reading a sentence, I don't know what yeah, I just it's, read. It's, it's, it's a weird thing deal. Morrison does to me. And it is a weird deal because he can have a character decide that they're going to, you know, pop on down to the corner store to get some bread and by the time he's done explaining it, you have no idea what he's talking about. No. And I don't understand why the he Quam wants man. to do that. And then people are like, man, it's imagination come to life. And I'm like, I'm confused. I just need him to go get bread at the corner store. I don't need to have do seven it, other funny. names thrown out and whatever. Jim and wants yeah, his French so- toast. I just want French toast is what I need. And then once I get French toast, sometimes I got eggs. Don't get no there. bread. Lantern puke broke care for the wounded move aside mightiest champion of the French toast. I'm like, no, I just want to eat French no, toast, no. please. But yeah, I, I like the art a little more than I think you do. I, I think the, no, the art is back anymore. to being the deal. Uh, There's I, some when, moments when all the lanterns are together that looks really good. But when he just goes off on his weird organic side or like I'm telling you, the bleed, it looks cool. It's not like any other bleed that I've ever yeah, seen, but I think it looks really cool. But when you have characters just standing around talking, I think they all look great. When we go to different worlds, though, that like uh, it I just kind of gets that's wacky him and weird to, to me. Play. Oh, know. You know, when you have the Magic Lantern universe, Earth 47, you end up with, you know, craziness that looks like, you know, it's psychedelic posters and stuff i think it plays out pretty well uh but yeah i I like his art but overall that didn't you know wow me so much i ended up giving it a seven five uh because like you said it's one of the most basic stories i can follow i can go there's some things mentioned that intrigue me and when i know but when they go off and once you see the you know zombie trinity you end up having you know tangent lantern getting knocked out and die i think that ups the ante and it's pretty cool so i give it a seven the idea of going after it? the cosmic grail after all this time is a big yeah. thing in my mind. So yeah, that could is. be a cool story as long as I'm able to follow what he's trying to tell me. But because of the I things know. I've said already, I would end up giving it a uh, maybe a six if I want to feel lucky. But all I'm right. done. I might go down to a 5.8. Well, I feel lucky, punk. Calm down. <laughs> punk. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to go to a 5.8 out of 10 because the thing is, oh, even my. though I can follow this a little bit better than other things, I'm just not a fan of this Green Lantern like book because it just it yeah, goes out of its way to confuse me. And I'm like, why are you punking me like this? Feeling lucky like that, <laughs> punk? <laughs> Eric doesn't like this breaking news. No, it's, I don't. it's, not, it's not my Green Lantern. I, and I told you, I said before when Jay was talking in the mail, I'm not a huge Green Lantern fan. So I come into this with, you know, nothing at no stakes or whatever. I'm kind of, but with that, who ordered the steak? Eric, I, I end up it's not enjoying this because I don't want to be confused at a book that I rarely care about. I just want to kind of, I want to be intrigued. I want to be shown why I should want the Green Lantern stuff. My head's spinning. And I'll go back to what I said at the very beginning. I find this more of a Grant Morrison book than a pure out Green Lantern book. And Grant Morrison, when he gets all Grant Morrison, he like this. It it throws me off, and I'm not a big fan. I'm not a big fan of Grant Morrison. I know that that's something, and neither are you. You are <gasps> me. And oh, that's yeah. one of those things. Breaking news, Eric. We are not big fans, and people get angry when you say that. But unfortunately, that's just the way it is. 
you know, people go into books with different reasons, different things that they want to see and different things they enjoy. I like a more subdued enjoy. Grant Morrison. Oh, a subdued Grant. I just want a story I can follow and not feel like an idiot. And yeah, you can say that, well, you don't like Grant Morrison because you don't understand the complexities and the layers that he brings. You know what? Nope. You might be right. That still doesn't mean that I like it because you explained that. doesn't mean that suddenly I'm like, oh my God, you're oh, right. Shit, you're I right. am an idiot. I'm a freaking moron. You're but right. Because I love of that, him. I still don't like it. Yeah. And then when I do talk to people and they're like, I love this. I'm like, well, explain why you like it. And they can't. Then I get mad at them even more. So there you go. But we're going to go to the last book of the night. You you get another thing with with this fella because, boy, Priest, Eric, he loves to try to explain things. Oh, my goodness gracious. He he ends up over-explaining things that can just be left alone, and it just drives me insane. But tell me what this book is, Eric. Deathstroke number 46, written by Christopher Priest with art by Fernando Passerin, Cam Smith, Jeremy Cox, and sweet Willie Schubert. Jericho has taken Jericho has taken Lex Luthor's offer and gotten himself an upgrade in powers, but beyond that, the issue is a lot like the previous one. Only now, Rose doesn't seem too concerned with Red Arrow, and at the end of the day, even with Jericho's best of intentions, he may have crossed the line a little too much into villainhood. Yes, he may have. It's weird. When I first opened it up and I saw you got the, uh, you know, the tight curls. Of the Jericho. Oh. And I actually right. thought that was his brain. I thought that he had like a, you know, almost a Mala type deal in the brain thing going. And then I thought, no, no, he no, just looks just like William Justin Cat. Timberlake. He looks like Justin Timberlake now. He even yeah, did but... before, but he looks more. Uh, this issue, boy, it, it took me a lot to get through it. I know we have a lot of fans of this in the Get Fresh Corner. I say a lot. There's like three. But uh, yeah. Yeah, we used to really love it. I I have lost my zeal for this book. So have I. Uh, I I this issue to me is a lot of something to lead to nothing and end well, up basically since, where we were before, and it just threw me off. It really ever did. since Slade died, it just feels like we keep repeating the same thing over and over again. But different characters, like at first Jericho's upset that Slade, like you know, he, Slade died. Then the yeah. next issue, Rose upset, and Jericho has to stop her. Now we're back to this whole thing where Jericho is offered this whole thing. He's afraid for Red Arrow, so he puts her. Now that we have these new powers because Lex came and offered this whole thing. Look, your icon suit is damaged. I have it's this pretty device much here. He becomes the it, icon now. Exactly. You absorb this thing into you and you become, you have the power of the icon suit yourself. And it actually also, for some reason, adds to your own mental powers you had, even though this was made for Slade Wilson, but whatever. It becomes a wishing machine, mind control. Who knows? This thing seems, you know, pretty powerful what ended up happening. Jericho's got new powers and for some reason it turns his skin blue, which is fine with me. He's a blue skin dude now, whatever. He's got like this angel syndrome from Marvel Comics right now, but. Half the issue, though, we have Red Arrow in a medical, not medically, a freaking, you know, mystically induced coma the, from the uh, the telepathy of Jericho. He has put Jericho. her, in, like, out in the whole thing, like, in the old Defiance headquarters. He's, she's in a coma where he can talk to her and through the mind. Little Tanya does Spears nothing for the story. call out that I like. Exactly. Uh, you know, I you like got that. This Tanya Spears cool. power girl, you know, her yeah. whole row home kind of facility that they use for the Defiance headquarters. But the idea that Red Arrow has been put here because Jericho is afraid of her safety never comes about because by the time we get back to Rose Wilson, she just ends up fighting Shadow again and doesn't really seem to care about Emiko at all. I'm like, 
why did we have all this shit with freaking Emiko? It makes no sense for me for her to just lose her freaking deal now and doesn't care. Now we have Shadow back just so Shadow can explain, you know, I know you lost your sword before because I was hanging out over here. I found it. I figured I'd bring it and back. I gave it back. You're, yeah. You're, you're explaining this because people called you out for there'd be no reason for Shadow to show up with this goddamn sword because it makes yeah. no sense. You explaining that Shadow went and did this doesn't make it make more no. sense. But this whole thing with Jericho, though, he wants, he has the best of intentions. He has this whole, he has taken Lex's offer. He plans on using the power to stop Rose from killing Emiko. But beyond that, I'm like, I'm just going to give it back. I'm not going to use this power for Doom like Lex Luthor wants, but it doesn't go that way because. We have nothing that we need to do in this whole thing, except for we're continuing this recap. And I swear to God, like I said before, even in the last issue, we were just going back and forth with who's angry about what. At the end of the day, though, it seems like nobody cares about Slade's death anymore. Like no. I was a Jer- Jericho was upset because he was a part of it, but he's kind of moved on now. Rose is upset because Red Arrow killed her father. She's kind of moved on from this. And I'm like, what are we doing with this series now that Slade is I dead? Because it, uh, I, every it issue since then, it feels like end, there's right? no direction. It I, has I, to be ending at fifty. It We're has at issue forty six now, and we have to have four more issues, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, there's but just I, I haven't not seen anybody talk about it. going on. There's nothing going on here, and, and like you said, it's a lot of recap. There's a lot of you know, and then you have like Rose, like you're just jealous of my father, and jealous. I respected him, and like I don't need this. And like you said, and even now to that explain we're on away the, point the where, sword and stuff, it, it just well, even wasn't, to get to that point where we have the bulked out suit of Deathstroke that can like replicate you know the muscles yeah. so people can put on the icon suit and look like Deathstroke, where we just have a like a pretty much a dummy suit looking like it's, it's going to shoot somebody from a sniper dummy position. There. Uh, but talking, but, but the thing you is, know. all all that Rose wanted to do before was like wipe out Slade's contract. So it was never said that yeah. Deathstroke never came through with this thing. But now that Shadow has gone and killed his target last issue, she's going to go and she's kill one of his. Like, that hers, doesn't do yeah. it. I'm saying though, no, that doesn't, it doesn't make up for the other thing. What are you no. doing? You just want and all the thing. It is a ruse anyway, just so Shadow. I mean, uh, Rose can fight Shadow again yeah. for no real reason. And and here's the deal. That was kind of a clever moment. But it, it didn't yeah. play out well because when, when it happened then and you did have shadows like, oh, I, you know, I figured out that that Deathstroke outfit there. You're not even in it. It was inflated. It was there. And I'm like, all right, we kind of it, it didn't hit as hard. But then when you think about it, I'm like, OK, that's kind of clever, but it doesn't lead to anything but a chase, a lot of trash talking, things like that. And then the whole thing with Jericho, he's now super powered and you want there. He's trying. Priest is trying to get. This idea of Jericho with the best intentions is now going to go off. Now, also, I really was shocked that you ended up having Priest going to that cliche of Deathstroke used 90% of his brain because we we talk oh about that God. all the time of how it's a joke. And that is something that Priest well, usually he doesn't kind, go. Now, he, kind of he says, says it the thing with is, the telepathy. He plays against it. And yeah, the whole thing, like maybe people say that who are dumb, they say, because they're like, that doesn't make any sense because if he did, he'd have telepathy. But even that saying up. that... Yeah, I'm like really like you're smarter than that, and you try to prove it every panel. So I kind of know that Bradley that's Cooper drug from Limitless. Yeah, MZT. yeah, I'm saying like that is like the thing that is like a no go anymore. People have kind of pushed that aside. That's a real bad cliche. Um, but he does that. But yeah, I think that they're doing that because they want to show that now Jericho with this whole idea of his enhanced brain power, which he, he has is almost going like a telepathy to, I know he does, on. but I think that that's the problem is I think now he's using 150% of his deal. He is ending oh my up, God. he, he ends up sense. with his boyfriend ends up pretty much mind wiping him to, to end up staying well, instead of leaving. I don't even know and, how we get to that point. Cause when we have Jericho 
Shadow finally show up to confront Rose to, for some reason to stop her from fighting Shadow because she's no, fighting like, Shadow. He grabs her in air and says, look, you can't go after Red Hour. I'm like, she wasn't Jericho. But when he tries no. to stop her by using his the, the eye rays to swap Switcheroo. minds and stuff like that, yeah. we somehow get stuck in this weird goddamn, you know, Jericho yeah, of the mind where he's living his greatest hits and I have no idea why any of or this is misses. happening. And, it, and the thing is, it never comes – like you. it's never explained. No. All of a sudden – it's just over, and I have no idea what happened. I thought actually and when that, he woke up at the, the one point, thing. he was in Doctor Villains, but that thing is that was still of the mind as well. Yeah, that I'm was like, of the mind. And, and what's weird about it is, I thought that what they were doing, I thought that hey, listen, we're we're having the year of the villain or a Willian, Eric. And as we go forward, you know, we both think that this might end at fifty. So I thought maybe what they're doing is they're getting priests. Hey, you got to recap a lot of things. Like you have to assume people don't know Jericho and how he came to be Rose, all these things. So I thought that that's what we were kind of getting at, that we're going to go for the stretch run, a couple more issues, four more issues. We're done. We have you're the, but yet these flashbacks of the mind are not complete. They're only for people who are in the know to see that it is a little different, that it isn't complete. And even then it's confusing. So as look, I'm look. reading, I'm like, I don't know what you're getting at here. You know, the I'm, whole thing. I'm, I'm gonna, her hair was silver. I'm like, all right, you know, I got that. I, I'm going to do that. my best here to read this bit because I'm, I have trouble reading this like silently, let alone out loud. But the whole thing, when we go through all the greatest hits of Jericho, seeing all these parts of his mind when he first saw Rose and all these different yeah. things, but he goes into a swirling portal of the mind like this. We have a narration. The gravity pocket Luther gave you is a quantum singularity, a microscopic window into space-time. It has turbocharged your telepathic ability, psionics, biokinesis, energy manipulation. Your telekinesis can manipulate the singularity's gravitational strength, trapping atmosphere within your force field, allowing you to survive the friction of supersonic speeds and even the vacuum of space. But at this level of awareness... You're moving past science and into metaphysics, and God only knows what's out there. Yeah, and that's why <laughs> and that he's is your swirling explanation. through I'm a like, green what, portal. What? what? And <laughs> because yeah, he falls no out, out of the sky, then freaking Emiko comes out of her freaking you know, Jericho induced coma, and then we just go to freaking Husan going and finding possibly Rose in a Destro costume, who even though like not even Destro, it's a different costume altogether, laying on the floor while Jericho then tries to explain to his boyfriend Terry why he should stay until actually just forcing him with his new mind control powers. But like yeah. when when Husan opens the door carrying that inflatable. Destro costume, and he sees what I can only assume is Rose on the floor wearing some kind of Destro costume. I'm like, you, you just confused the shit out of me here, Christopher. And, and Priest. the thing I have is, no idea what you're trying to tell Christopher me. Christopher Priest goes and tells, you know, Joseph to he he wipes his mind. He makes him change oh, Terry, his yeah, mind. Yeah. This, yeah, he's like, you know, oh yeah, he's like Joseph. I'm leaving. You know, I'm I'm gonna go. And you're like, oh yeah, just whatever. You know, hey. And he's like, oh, I'll be right here. I'm not going anywhere. And then when you have a saying going in and says, you know, be careful what you whisper, Joseph. I I think that through that portal, through all that. I think that's Deathstroke. I think that he has wished Deathstroke what back to, to life. What happened to Rose, though? But this him. whole thing when he zapped her in the face with his own fucking like, mental rays there to swap his fucking minds. I'm like, what happened? Because then we went into his mind, know. and then he just fell on the street, and now we're back in his apartment. Yeah, I'm saying that he he falls on the street, and then he's way you know off, and you end up having you know Rose. Rose, he wants to know where she is. I think that she has possibly gone into this quantum physics realm. I don't know. 
I don't know. But if we do think that the book is going to end, you're going to have to have Destro come back at some point. And it does seem like he's all of a sudden Jericho has just got superpowers to beyond beyond that he can bring yeah. back people and all these things. So we'll have to Who see. Knows? Obviously, like that is why it's the cliffhanger. But Cenobite. it's weird when he goes. It's weird when he's like, huh? Jeez, Joseph, be careful what you wish for. Why he'd say that for just Rose laying there in a weird looking costume and stuff like that seems odd. So we'll have to see what it is. And the way that the art spelled out too, you can't gauge by the upper torso, if you know what I mean, Eric. Like you're looking there and like, okay, well, no, I can't tell if it's a guy or a girl right there. Uh, so I'll tell to you, for some reason, I, so, I see it as a woman for some reason, but the whole thing too. Yeah, like, I don't the know. Thing the that, way they're kind of twisted. Jer- the last thing no. that Jericho says there, Sam, before he opens the door is like, I actually see where Deathstroke fit into the order of things and how out of balance we all are without him. So I guess that would be a Deathstroke laying on the floor there. Like, be careful what you wish for, Joseph. But it just, yeah, yeah, for some that's, reason, that's when weird. I look at this person, I don't see Slade Wilson. Yeah, I'm telling you, we'll have to see. But that might it might be some sort of weird deal. I, I don't know. You're playing with some weird. When he went to that portal and that nonsense you were explaining, uh, yeah. you know, that kind of to me is like, yeah, we can do Hocus Pocus now. We can do whatever we want. And the idea earlier of saying, you know, 90% of the brain after that's this and that and the other thing. But yeah, you you end up of the mind getting these. I'm looking at all these greatest hits. But yeah, it's just like a a quick through of like everything swirling around at once. You have Rose there. She's got the gun as a kid. All these things. You end up having the call me death stroke that we had earlier in the series. We end up having all these things. When Joseph was throwing a party that got him kidnapped at the one point. When he got him kidnapped and things like that. So, but this isn't like, obviously. Obviously, that feels like a victory lap somewhat for people who had been reading. It's a not bit. very good, like I said, <laughs> no. for people showing up and wanting to know what's going on. I think that they'll be very confused by all of this and just like, what the hell? And I've read too, every issue of Deathstroke here and I was and confused isn't it, by it. Isn't it funny that this is a book that we say Alex Antone is the, the editor and boy – he he usually works overtime and usually in these scenes they would have you know see this see that see this and that's none of that here in that little you know of the mind deal so you're seeing all these things swirl together and he just wants you to see it and then move forward but we'll see but i do think that it will be done this this book we really enjoyed it at one point it was something real yeah. different and it was something that we kind of enjoyed and then it just kind of up got until stale. batman versus destro yeah yeah it got stale and to me it's one of those where he's too busy trying to explain things and the story has really been hurt by it and it's really been just left behind and now you have the year of the villain and I don't know he I don't know at least that's something roles. interesting for this yeah but I think that maybe he doesn't want to play along so we end up with this nonsense but this is because right now that Jericho I, I really accepting problems. Lex's offer and getting these powers is the most interesting part of this book it's just playing it out you're not really doing in my mind what you had already set out to do because characters no. are just swapping what their emotions were before I'm telling you like I said Jericho Jericho is upset, then Rose is upset, then Jericho is fine, then Rose is fine. I'm like, I don't know what you're playing with these characters, but the offer is there. We get to see what Lex is doing with people and possibly with this ending, with you saying, like, thinking that this is Deathstroke because I didn't think about that before because it didn't make no. sense to me. With the metaphysics and God knows what that means. I'm like, yeah, you're right, please, But yeah. at the end of the day, because I love the art and uh, we got some cool yeah, stuff the with art's Jericho. Always great. Yeah. I, I gave this a six out of ten, but I was I'm very disappointed. I'm going to give it a six out of ten as well. 
Um, it's one of those things too. I'm looking at the reviews and first off, it's the least reviewed normal book that comes out, uh, this week. So there's a lot of people just kind of bailing on it and the reviews aren't what they used to be. I mean, you do have some sixes along with you. You're not the only six. There's six, five. Yeah. You go up to a nine, six, but then, you know, old Schwartzy, you know, you know, the game he's playing, Eric, but it really, if he gives it a nine, six, if you, if he gives it a nine, six, you know, shit's gone wrong. I mean, that's everybody else's 1.5. But yeah, it's one of those where I think that the book and Priest, he still wants to play it as a smart book, uh, but it suffers because of that, especially when you don't really have much of a story behind that. Before, it seemed like he was leading to a lot of things. He was setting up a lot. I just don't see it anymore. I just see a book that's convoluted for convoluted sake, just so that you can stay on your toe. I'm going to p- keep them on their toes, but it's almost artificial in my mind now by doing this stuff. So I'm six as well. Uh, what is your book of the week, Eric? My book of the week this week is Deceased Number 4. Yeah, mine is Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, number four. You know, it Maybe rolls right off that. the tongue, as I always say. Oh, yeah, it's, it's really good. I love that series, and I've loved all of them so far. Though the it's second a down week one, for me, so. The Maybe second I one, I that. think, was, yeah, the second one was a little uh, off. The second series, the second volume. But the but first now they're back the on track. Great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when you have multiverse stuff and the Joker thinks he's Shredder and the Laffy, the Smile Clan, Eric, that's some fun stuff, right? And I'm learning some turtle talk. I'm Kawabunga oh, yeah? dude, I said, seven times maybe. Yeah. Do you know that Raph is yeah. cool but rude? No, I don't know that. But I did uh, – there was a funny uh, – Bebop and Rocksteady uh, line in it that made me laugh. Uh, that was pretty good, right? But Shredder, Shredder remembers know, Shredder now. <laughs> you know, uh, you trust me. But yeah, you know. next week, next week we don't have as many books as we thought we did because two books were pushed back, and that'd be Superman and Supergirl. And the little news here: they were delayed by a couple weeks because the cover didn't match the interior. The drapes oh didn't match what are you, the carpet. New DC? Eric, what happens? <laughs> Yeah, really. They they end up pushing books back because, uh, what are you, worried that Manship's going to go broke? I mean, really, that's the only one who seems to be fooled by any cover anyway. We all know the game. The cover never matches. And really, to do this, I'd rather have it not match than to spoil the cliffhanger that they do half the time as well. I, I, so I just I assume at this point that Nao- Naomi should have been freaking delayed every issue because it kept saying on there the, the earth-shattering thing that would change oh the DC universe. That is shade at Naomi. <laughs> I didn't know that we'd no, mentioned Naomi twice this week. Uh, but no, the other thing that I love is they've already sent some of these orders out and they have asked the comic shops to destroy those copies. I'm like, I want to find the guy town. who does that. Uh, please. <laughs> I mean, these are going to be collector's items out the wazoo. They, you have now made every comic shop owner so happy that they're getting right. those. I can yeah, pay my rent this I guess, week. I guess the uh, – no, you can't. The uh, the covers ended up being – talking Legion about I was a of comic Sa- shop owner. Oh, I thought you were Jeff. Obviously, I can't. Uh, I thought, <laughs> the, the covers were like Legion of Super. No, I'm getting evicted. Stuff. I need some help real and this bad. Is Please the help thing, me. This no. is the thing, yes. Go, go fund me. The uh, the whole thing was spelled <laughs> out. And the, what I read, it was these are pushback, but it also pushes the Legion of Superhero stuff back as well. I'm like, I don't understand what these covers did. What did they give somebody a handy, Jay? And then you give them a quarter on the stairs? I mean, really, these covers must be Why real they push special. me back? I'm coming faster then. Yeah, I'm telling you. So what I am saying, though, what, what the hell are these? things doing i get now oh, holy mo- maybe they're paying you rent eric the covers themselves because they're working the streets they're working the pole don't work the pole baby is pimp? what i yelled to the cover 
I don't know. That's what you are now. You're a pimp. Ah, uh, yes, but we're going to be talking a bunch of books, but not a lot. It's going to be, a, again, a podcast like tonight where we don't have a ton of books um, because two of these obviously will be Patreon Spotlight books. I have an idea of what they'll be. I usually am right on the money, though I think that this week will be harder to decide what they'll be, Eric, but we'll see. And this is the books that we'll have. Batman the Outsiders number four. We've been enjoying that, but I needed to pick up a little That's on Patreon. Uh, from what we've had. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> we also have Catwoman number 14 if i had my druthers he'd be on nothing but we don't have a lot of books now i'm sitting there i see superman and supergirl get delayed i'm like catwoman (laughs) you your stay of execution has come in from the governor you you are lasting another two weeks or at least a month there uh we also have detective comics number 1009 we have event leviathan number three Boom, that'll be the other one, probably on the Patreon. Hawkman yeah, number probably. 15, Justice League Odyssey Hawkman. number 12, uh, which we will probably get back to talking about on the podcast again, because there's not a lot of books. The Flash number 76 and Wonder Woman number 76 as well. The Spirit of 76. Now, there's other books that will be reviewed on the site. Possibly talked about. No, possibly talked uh, about on the podcast. I'll have to see. But one is the uh, Collapser number two that is in that Young Animals reboot deal. And Jeremy does review that on the site. And I'm going to ask him if he wants to do a audio review. If he doesn't, that's fine. But if he wants to do that, and I believe that's the one that's written by Gerard Way's brother, the non-sexy brother, as I like to see. Yes, the non-sexy Way. Uh, But also we're going to have Batman Universe number two on the site. That is the Brian Michael Bendis Walmart book that's repackaged for the, you know, the deal. And also I will be reviewing the Titans Burning Rage, number one, which is the Teen Titans book by Dan Jurgens. That was a, I already did. So take that, (laughs) Buster Brown. Uh, So you'll be able to see that. And and we'll see. If I have some time, I may actually uh, do like a little mini review, just me by myself. Me, myself, and I, the three of us will get together and we will do Titans Burning Rage and Batman Universe. We'll see. Yeah, I get lazy sometimes, Eric. Uh, but yeah, if you want to, to listen to all of these, including whatever the two will be picked, you can go over to Patreon, support us for the podcast that you listen to, all the things that we do, but also get more and more shows with each level you use and go up. And that is at patreon.com slash weird science. Also, I just want to mention quick, I also have been doing some video reviews. I guess I should push that as well over at our YouTube channel. I kind of got that going a little more. Some, you know, of the song parodies I thought Videos well. of you. Can no. I see you on these videos? No, you're not going to see me. What the hell do you want? No, that's what all I, I, I want to do. Oh, that'll be too sexy. I, I can't I end up, you know, blowing people's minds like that. But uh-huh. I, I love it too. I end up putting the parody songs up and then immediately get told that they're copyright <laughs> infringement. I like, I just yep. wait for the thing. And it doesn't matter. They, it, I haven't had any copyright strikes against me. It's just that if somehow these took off, we will get no sense from it. We won't get a penny. They will go, they'll revert to the people who have the rights to it and they're not going to get that big anyway. So I like to throw those out as well. But I have been doing video reviews. Uh, the last one I did was actually a Marvel 
deal uh, dealing with the first first appearance of Carnage. So I like that. But I also had a a Teen Titans review. I've had a Batman review. A bunch of other Flash was on there at one point. And Freedom Freedom Fighters, which I really like. So yeah, if you want to go check that out, it is Weird Science Comics is our YouTube channel. I'll have a link in the show notes. You can go as well. You could just go on YouTube and just search Weird Science Comics. And I'm sure it will come up eventually. I I don't know. I don't know how that works. It's like that in Discord. I don't know how things work. I'm late in the game. Me and you are always late in the game, but then we go and we go full out Godzilla on it, Eric, and that's what happens. But yeah, everybody, thanks for listening. Check out all that stuff. I hope that you'll check out our Patreon eventually. See what cool shoes, shows, shoes, shoes, shoes we have there. Didn't you know I have a podcast on shoes now with Ethan? He'd love that. He's a big shoe head. You, Ethan, what he says. Yeah, Reggie as well. So yeah, now that just the last thing is Reggie is planning on coming back soon. So hopefully it'll be sooner, not later. He's going to start reviewing some stuff back on the site, and then we will welcome him back with open arms on the podcast and see how much he hates the book since he's been gone. I get messages, and he's like, what the hell is going on with this book? I'm like, ooh, he, he's yeah. ready. He's ready to <laughs> yell. He's usually supposed to be there to calm me down, uh, but he'll be back. So we'll have that as well. And with that, I'm not sure. If him and Chris are returning with the Sandman stuff I have no idea We kind of ended up being thrown in a tizzy Once Reggie had his his issues So we'll end up getting back We were, we didn't know what was going on We kind of played it by ear Waiting for (laughs) him to come back Well, I don't don't know if if they're even reading those books anymore So I have have no no idea idea how things will be I know that Ruben just sits there and begs for it Please, when are they going to be doing the dreaming? I said, you shut your mouth, Ruben Go home and dream yourself, buddy and then he, I know I said, hey, Reggie wants to come back and, and review books right away. Ruben is so concerned that that new Constantine book is not going to be covered on the podcast. Anybody who shows up, <laughs> I'm, I swear, people who join the Patreon and pop up on the Slack, I swear to God, hey, you going to do that? You going to do that Constantine for them? He's asking everyone. Nah, I want him to do it, right? He should get off his duff and do that. I'm a more of a FUD man. So I can't do off my it. FUD. Yeah, I can't do it. I'm more of a FUD man uh, myself, but that is it, Eric. That's the end of the podcast. What do we say at the end? Everyone have a great week. Week. Keep it weird. Weird. We'll see you in seven. See you in seven. (laughs) 